0: Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. I
2: heartily welcome you to the Nerdist Podcast number 132. First of all, I would like to extend a giant extra creepy hug to you guys because our New York Nerdist Podcast lives are sold out this weekend at the Gramercy Theater, so thank you very much for making that happen. That was you. You did that. You did that. I love you so much. What's your problem, Portland, Northampton, and D.C.? Can't you see what New York did? Get on the fucking ball! See, I turn on a dime like that. It's like it's like a hug punch is what I've done. Um, but anyway, so come see us in Portland, D.C. or Northampton. And thank you if you're coming to the New York show. Also, uh, I'd like to announce that the phenomenal, thrilling Adventure Hour has come to the Nerdist Industries Podcast Network. Um, the comedy team Akron Blacker have created this show that's been around for a few years, and it is amazing, and it was an existing podcast, and they've moved it over to Nerdist, so make sure and uh, check it out now. Uh, the latest episode features uh, myself, Dana Gould, Pat Oswalt, um, Padgett Brewster, Paula Tompkins, and Scott Ackerman. Um, that is also available if you go over to Nerdist.com, uh, in addition to all the ticket information for other stuff Hooray! Synergy! That's a word marketing people use (laughs) Also monetize Something we'll figure out someday Like now, we'd like to thank our returning sponsor GoToMeeting to the Nerdist Podcast Uh, GoToMeeting by Citrix uh, can host your meeting online from your computer while your attendees can join from any computer or iPad and now for iPhone and Android as well Visit the App Store or the Android Market. Download the free app. Start joining GoToMeeting sessions from absolutely anywhere. Anyone can attend your meeting online. They can all see the host's desktop right from their smartphone or their tablet. Sign up today for a free 30-day trial of GoToMeeting. Have all the meetings you want for one low flat rate. Phone and voiceover IP conferencing is included for free. Visit GoToMeeting.com. Click the Try It Free button and enter the promo code NERDIST. And now, the Nerdist Podcast number 132. Oh, this is a very special show, actually. Very special show. It's our first, like, in-studio music show, uh, which we were thrilled and honored to have Ben Folds on the show. This one's a, this episode's a little bit longer than normal, but I think absolutely worth it. I'm biased. I'm biased, though. But hopefully you will be, too. The Nerdist Podcast number 132 with Mr. Ben Folds.
3: Now entering Nerdist.com. A one,
4: two... A one, two, three, go. Talkity talk,
2: talkity talk, talking on the podcast, talkity talk. Should that be the new theme song?
5: Yep. I think so. I can pull out a... Uh... We never really separated season two from season one. We we have seasons. started doing a host member when we decided we would have seasons. Yep. And that we made a different colored logo that really you last. and I only saw. No, it didn't really last. <laughs> that's,
2: yeah. that's... Are you playing BeBot there? Yeah. Uh, what's the most important thing right now is that Ben Folds is sitting here oh, and we're, right. playing with your, we're playing with your oh, robot. That. Hi, I'm, kind
6: of like I'm going to back robot. off the
2: microphone because I'm pee popping a little bit. We're recording at Swing House Studios because, uh, and there's a very professional setup here that we're not used to. Not at all. The most
6: it's professional.
2: professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, the pee is. Uh, we're going to need <laughs> yeah. you to take that again. He's just mopping up a bit of blood. It's yeah. just like a hair trickling down so the, the, the earlobe. What?
5: This is much nicer than the Seacrest compound we usually record. A little bit, yeah. Uh,
2: We're at Swinghouse Studios in Hollywood, and... and Ben, we don't really – we had sort of become friends via email a little bit. Mm. Like we became uh, – Email <laughs> sort of, buds. That, that sounded yeah. like, mm, is that mm. what it <laughs> seemed like,
4: friends? Well, I don't know what to call it. We beca- I'm we,
2: agreeing. We became acquaintance <laughs> yeah.
6: via, via the electronic yeah, yeah. mail. That's, I think that's a good honest disclosure. What and and you,
2: said, uh, and you said, you know, when I'm in town sometime, we can do this podcast thing get together. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and here you are. And, and so uh, I decided to come record at Swinghouse Studios because uh, they have a peony.
6: Yeah, and an yeah.
2: old timey piano. An old timey piano. I don't know how. It's a real one. Do you want old a Cesar Barilla? Mm. Um, so so city, Sarsaparilla? Yep, yeah, City Sarsaparilla So what are you what what are you doing in Los Angeles right now? What's going what, what, what um, on
4: here?
6: Yeah, we're working on uh, a television show called Sing Off, mm-hmm. and um, it's uh, people sing, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> you, it's good. And I and I talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Stockman of uh, Boys to Men talks about it. Mm-hmm. Sarah Bareilles talks about it and then um, and then the show's over and we do another one it's it's actually really good because uh, uh, it's it's all a cappella groups oh wow oh, that's, that's cool. cool yeah it is really cool cuz i mean the, these uh, so many people can sing so well and man um, yeah, there and there's no, no no music or there's no instruments you know there's no uh, no tapes nothing for them to hide behind they just got to go up and if it's not good it's pretty obvious you know but it's all it's even when it's not good it's very musical now, are, is there a are, is there a dick judge? Like cuz every competition
4: show seems I bet to it's have, the boy to man.
2: No, he seem but they seem sweet. Like those guys always yeah. seem
4: sweet. Yeah. No. I just hope it would be. And it's got the cane that goes, "Girl, <laughs> you're not very good. <laughs> I got one thing to say to you."
6: <laughs> yeah, we we um we we've we've uh we have dispensed with the dick judge uh, uh model.
3: Mhm.
6: Um, and uh, we're just trying to help them, basically.
5: Like, the, the reason I took the gig is because... This is TV. You're not trying to help people. What is happening? I know, it's a little weird, <laughs>
6: but I don't know anything about TV, and I haven't watched much TV since I was a kid, uh, and um, so I'm just sitting there listening to them, and, and if, if, if something's not quite right... I try to sort of get their trust in that, you know, I don't want them to think that I'm out to get them or anything. Like, these things went right, but then these things are seriously wrong, and you could work on them. Here's how. You know, your thirds were a little flat. You rushed in the bridge. The tritone substitution wasn't necessary, and you should have thought of it a little more like uh, in terms of polychord fractions. And then they're like, okay, that's good. Yeah.
2: Now, see, that is a, that is a kind of uh, music nerd uh, chatter that I can get behind rather than just, you're not doing it for me, dog. Mm-hmm. Like that, I don't understand. But I have a dream, sir. <laughs> well, maybe you should work on your fucking tritones. What
4: do I need that for when I have dreams?
2: You should have studied math a little mm-hmm. bit harder. Y'all don't know nothing. And then I leave, and then and then you I become wish more that famous. Did, and then that yeah. was yeah. it. We that, that was yeah. it. We that was it. Yeah. Jonah again tonight on
6: Dream Crusher. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a thing. Yeah. No, no. Uh, oh, you, no. There was a there was an acapella album full of uh,
6: your songs out yeah. there. Yeah. That's how I got into it because I realized I always wanted to be a, a songwriter who was covered. Like I didn't intend to sing. Uh, my songs. I wrote songs and wanted everyone else to sing them, and no one did except for Bette Midler. <laughs> and uh, so I hadn't got any covers, and then uh, out of the blue, I find out that there are like three, four, five hundred YouTube versions of a cappella, my, my songs in a cappella from different universities. I was like, wow, these people, these are my people. <laughs> so I went out in a, uh, in a van with my engineer, and we recorded these groups in their, um, you know, in their, in their natural habitat, kind of like a field recording might be in, in Africa. Uh, we'd come up with a few mics, and they'd sing in the lunchroom. Yep.
4: Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's actually uh, Jeff Mangum from uh, Neutral Milk Hotel when, around Africa, like recording different tribes like that. Well, acapella cool. animal uh, yeah. groups? Uh, no, <laughs> just, well, yeah, they're acapella. The animals, the antelopes. <laughs> Yeah, no, but like he went around to different tribes. Oh, on different tribes. Yeah, yeah. No,
6: that's interesting. That's, I mean, I, I think that. I mean, you know, I I like the idea of, of making the field recordings of something that I know yeah you know, like like i don't really it's like being a photographer you go to africa and you're, you're capturing something that's new to you so that's an interesting angle but capturing something that you really know and understand i think is actually in some ways harder but it's it's a it's a bigger duty somehow so i just felt like i should just go around this is like african field recordings except it's on campuses Amen. and i'm not going to get bitten for the most did you part. give them notes ever like did you
4: do any direction or did you let, did you let them do the, their version without any they type? did
6: their version exactly as they'd scored it but um, you know I, I'd give them three or four takes sometimes and would make suggestions between them like you're right the same thing that I do on the show that's why I took the show is because when they asked me I thought well, this is exactly what I was doing on that record it doesn't have to be any different and I didn't know anything about all that you didn't bring it stuff so <laughs> <laughs> I know now but I didn't I didn't know that then
2: so yeah now, I think uh, the first Jonah has this
4: classic story of seeing you perform. Was that at All Star Lanes? That was at All Star Lanes in Eagle Rock. Uh, I had just moved to. Oh yeah, yeah. The, um,
7: Al was there. Al, yes, yes. Yeah. yes.
4: That was. Uh, I had just moved out here, and I was working at a record store in Venice Beach. And if you uh, pre-bought the album, uh, you would get a ticket. You know the whole score. It's so like you would get to go bowling and get to see you play. And um, uh, they also gave the record store just a couple passes, and, so I went. To it, and I was underage, and I still just got wasted, bold, and then got to see. I was like right on the right hand side. Glad of the I stage. facilitated some. <laughs> I was <laughs> <laughs> it was the best. Like and then and, and then um, bold says drinking
7: makes yeah, you colder, yeah, yeah. kids. <laughs>
4: and uh, and then you uh, you started playing a uh, song for the dumped, and uh you said, uh, oh, we got a new singer for this one. Yeah. And then I just you know you just see a, like a long hair guy. I was like, oh, it's probably just some old rock and roll dude. He knows, yeah. and then you know, whips <laughs> yeah, his hair back. And it's Al, and I just like. Pissed and shit and puked. I just like I couldn't <laughs> handle it. I was 19 and I just
6: moved out here, and it was like I was like, the "L.A. is amazing." Shit like this happened all the time. I'll tell you what's really great it was at another bowling alley. Al and I went bowling, and I never bowled before, and he at least tells me he'd never bowled before, but he got good fast. He's <laughs> physically so talented, and then he walked over to that. It just come out this kind of, I guess they'd been big in Japan, this dancing machine. Oh, the Dance, he, Dance Dance Revolution. Dan- yeah. yeah. And, he, and he decided, wow, I'm going to put a quarter in that and do it. And the, he didn't realize a whole bowling alley was,
3: <laughs> of, it was absolute
6: insanity what he was doing. That's great. He was keeping up with it pretty well.
5: He was, uh, yeah, he's got moves. I, when I was 16, I had my first beer before Ben Folds oh, five opened up for the Dave Matthews Band at Foxborough Stadium in 98. Yeah, kids, call in if you had your first <laughs> underage beer at my so, show.
6: You know, tell your underage drinking out. stories.
2: Now, are you are you friends with Dave Matthews? Because Matt is like Matt's been to so many Dave Matthews shows. Oh, yeah. I have. It's, I've been to a it's lot.
6: I I met Mr. Dave uh, years before he was famous because uh, a friend of ours uh, recorded me and recorded David, and um, you know I would hear all his music and I thought he was great. I, and I used to play it for people. To say. This is going to be big one. <laughs> <laughs> but what I realized early on is you either had the Dave Matthews gene or you didn't. Because some people were like, what's that shit? Right? They yeah. just didn't like it all. And other people were mesmerized by it. I thought it was really amazing. Like I, I always really I always really liked it. I, I sang We Are the World. Uh, not that I, I don't drink that much. And I don't encourage my audience, especially under 18, to drink.
2: <laughs> well, but, clearly they're going to anyway. Yeah, they're <laughs> going to anyway. They're gonna but if it. you're above 18, feel
4: free.
6: Yeah, take <laughs> it away. I don't know. It depends on what state. But... Um, yeah, yeah, and, and and I just I was waiting for. We used to move our own piano. Like I would carry it in and and put it put it up on stage with a ramp, and then put it back. And uh, I would opened up for this band, and, and Dave was there, and they invited us both up to come sing "We Are the World." And by the time I'd sat through the the two acts we were opening for, I, I was three sheets to the proverbial wind. And and all I remember is, is Dave going. Come on, Ben, let's go up on the stage. <laughs> I'm like, All right, cool. And I remember his, he, was, he was doing, he decided to take the Bob Dylan version. He's like, We are the world. And then I thought, well, he's already taken Dylan. I guess I'll have to do Springsteen. And I couldn't sing for like two days because I was screaming at the top of my lungs
7: <laughs> We are
3: the world.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That was yes, day That's my brush with Dave, and, and I recorded something for. Uh, I helped record something for. Uh, the, I guess the inauguration or the, the the opening of Dave Matthews Band Day in Charlottesville. Oh wow! Which was. He had just gotten a record deal, and they were so chuffed about that. In uh, Charlottesville, the mayor comes out, 10,000 people. I mean, where I come from, if you sell a couple records, they just boo you out of town. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was amazing. Wow. Yeah. And, and and I put the mics in the wrong way. Sorry to go on with this, but I put the mics in the wrong way. We hung the mics in such a way that, that you couldn't hear 10,000 people when they clapped. You just heard...
3: <laughs> like people you know talking
6: about whatever so it was, it uh, sounded so small i walk out of the van and go this is huge it's a big event go back into the van and it was just so small <laughs> that was, uh, <laughs> so that, that i want to apologize publicly to that to him that's my fault
5: that mm. was uh, 1998 it was <laughs> false five at beck and then dave matthew's Band at foxborough stadium
3: yeah uh, that was
5: we- a, that was good because i got i got your album my mom gave it to me for easter I got whatever and ever amen for Easter. That's wow! It's a cool mom, right? Yeah. And there was a bottle of Jack Daniel's behind it, and she's like, "You know what to do." It was a Rolling Rocks.
4: Drink Drink up, Sonny. (laughs) Just like your father (laughs) and I. Thanks, Mom. Drink up,
5: get sad. You were conceived before Ben Folds concert. We were both fourteen at the time. (laughs) My uh, dad and I are talking now because he decided not to listen to the podcast. (laughs) Oh, good. Um, He's like, that'll help I won't. Matt, Matt has a problem of shitting on his family And then being confused <laughs> yeah. as to why they're
2: angry at him yeah. When they listen to the podcast yeah. it's the You know whatever. other people hear this
5: show, right? No, there's only five, six of
2: us here No, you're <laughs> formerly your family um, So you're from, uh, you're from uh, North Carolina? That's correct And so what, uh, when did you kind of When did you realize like Hey, I think music is a thing I could do with my
6: life forever I was two nice yeah I was listening to records all the time sitting on the floor and listening to records and when they um, when the uh, record player broke uh, I was taken to a child psychologist <laughs> <laughs> because I was running around the record player singing the songs and crying because it didn't work anymore so I guess I was trying to get that sort of triple happiness out of the record just like player.
5: Superman reverse time
6: yeah, yeah and a,
2: and a record it to did, play. didn't work yeah. <laughs> and that's when Ben's father came and said you are not to interfere with human history <laughs>
6: what was the record <laughs> the prime directive um, uh, well it was a lot of records I used to like Little Richard I broke all the Elvis records hmm uh, and i listened to little richard records and i liked i'm a little teapot and um what else did i like um it's hard to remember now it, it was good stuff and as i I had, uh,
2: I had the album did you ever do like fake radio station where you'd be like hey it's oh yeah yeah, yeah. you make tapes where you're making you're the radio station absolutely right? yeah i did that too but you had cooler music than i had mm. my parents had like like the Bee Gees with the one, but the one that he That's did with good. no, no, but the one that he did with uh, Barbara Streisand. Like, oh yeah,
6: oh yeah, that one. <laughs>
2: yeah, I grew up with a lot of crappy like adult contemporary. Yeah, rock. it's weird.
6: A lot, a lot of people tell me that like they they grew up with with uh, really white people music, but I, I didn't know white people made music uh, when I was a kid. I just never heard it. Like all the records that were at the house uh, were all. Like Good. soul records uh-huh. They're all old R&B soul records That's why you, you broke all those Elvis records Because you couldn't <laughs> fathom was like what is this white man doing with music I think so I think it didn't make sense to me yeah. He didn't sound Like it sounded too smooth It didn't sound right to me <laughs> and, But then I discovered Neil Sedaka when I was nine years old <laughs> And uh, I would say my inner white man came out But I'm not so sure that <laughs> Inner is the right word here uh, <laughs> I just I, my, I became uh, You know um, I. Bet, my mom bet was worn.
2: obsessed with him with Neil, when yeah. we we went to Vegas a lot when I was a kid, and we saw him, him and Tony Orlando, mm. and just like all these, and like Helen Reddy, just all like the whitest, <laughs> yeah, Caucasian mm. cracker acts you could possibly
6: uh, imagine. <laughs> they, they'll, they'll run a festival called that, like Cracker, yeah. sponsored by Cracker Barrel. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, but Neil Sedaka's, I mean, you know, what I, what I really loved about this is just his harmony, the sense of chords and how kind of perfect it all sounded and cool diminished and augmented chords and all these little sus things. It was just really made me happy because the music that I grew up on up until that point was more about you know, the, the soul of it and the vocals. And yeah, they had cool harmony, but there was something like so crisp about the Neil Sedaka stuff. I loved it. And I found out that he had a, a, a record contract when he was 13 years old. Oh, wow. So, I wanted to have a record out by the time I was 13. So, it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, I got my first record out when I was mentally
2: 13, but it didn't. <laughs> there, was like, there was like those old Harry Connick records where he named them after his ages, and there's like 11,
4: 13, yeah. 19. That's, what, that's, uh, that's cool. what Adele's doing right now. Oh,
2: yeah? Every time Adele puts out a record, it's her age. Hmm. Yeah. That's oh, adorable. Well. I feel like I should know more about who that is, but I don't really. Great singer.
4: Really? Yeah. Yeah,
2: she is. Yeah, yeah really good singer. Why am I already out of touch with popular music? How did I fucking, how did
4: that, I'm not old. Like, why no. did that happen already? It's a, it takes, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of effort to keep in touch with what's yeah. coming out. And it can, because it's like so much more stuff starts seeming more foreign to you. Or, you know, you don't like it or you know exactly what they're ripping off.
6: But that just makes Which it is that a much- mistake, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. a mistake to think about. I think it's just a, it's overwhelming because there's no real filter out there. Like you don't, if you, everyone thinks even everyone thinks that they're not keeping up because there's so much out there. Yeah. There's no way you could possibly keep up. So everyone feels the same way.
2: I was just listening over the weekend. This past weekend, I, I performed in Syracuse, and I was dried to drive to perform at this college, and I was it was the twentieth anniversary of Nevermind coming mm. out. Um, and so they did it. John Stewart hosted a town hall in Sirius with, uh, with Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic and Butch Vig. Really? Yeah, it was wow. fucking amazing. But, but some of the, one of the things they were talking about is just like, yeah, there's no real... Like, rock music now isn't really a thing anymore. I mean, it really isn't. It's like all the music industry is behind, like, like hip-hop or, mm-hmm. you know, or, or dance or country or, or whatever.
6: Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Probably. I mean... I, I, I think that it's it's uh, it's there in 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 um, in spirit, but it just doesn't have the same. It, you can't associate the same sounds or symbols or lyrics or anything with it. But I mean, sometimes comedy takes over, and that's the rock and roll of an era. Sometimes it's it's uh, it could be movies, or you know what I mean. Like it doesn't have to be a rock band with like four guys that are hairy and sling guitars. Yeah.
3: You know what I mean?
6: Like like if that that specific style, if you like that and grew up on it, you might mourn the passing of it, but I, th- I think you'd you, you'd hear, I mean, I don't know, like uh, Skrillex or something. I mean, I don't like that kind of music necessarily, but that's pretty rock and roll. But, you know, what's interesting to me about your
2: music is that I feel like it doesn't sound like it's of any era. Like, you could listen to one of your songs and be like, oh, that was written in 95 or 2004 or, mm. two, you know? Yeah. I mean, what's, you know, I, do you even... I, just because I don't know how writing music in that way really works. I mean, how do you when you're writing songs? How do you sort of approach that? Do you do you even think about that stuff, or you just kind of do what you do?
6: Well, I made one record where I tried really hard to to make it dated, stamp it the year that it was recorded, and I recorded with a producer who was really at the top of his game at that moment, and that was the whole idea because I felt kind of out of step. Like I wanted to make something that. I in all honesty, if you go back and listen to, like, old blues 78 and you go, wow, that's amazing music. It's cool that it's dated. It doesn't have to sound, like, timeless all the time. And um, I don't know that my music does sound timeless, but I think that I've always been a little out of step is the thing. And so I haven't, like, taken on all the flavor
5: of the moment. You know? <laughs> I haven't done Just that. saying that sentence lets us know that. Yeah. Know. Flavor. Uh,
6: uh, Played ben, penfolds and flavor. Yeah, I, I haven't. You know, I've never made my music stupid dope.
2: Well, <laughs> <laughs> but when are you going to trip that shit? Is that a thing people say? Trip. They can. I can so. trip that.
6: I can. If you say, say just a little more confidence, that was pretty good. Uh, when are you going to trip that shit? No, that sounds hell really, no, what? dog. That so, was good. Yeah, I was I that okay?
4: Know. I think it was a little bit too white and intended. Tonight on Dream Crushers, Chris Hardwick tries to talk like a cool person. Now I see what you're doing there, what? and I don't like it. Yeah. I wish you don't someone seem like a real person. I wish, that someone, would trip their I wish shit.
2: someone would get in front of Simon for X Factor and be like, "Your show is very amateur. <laughs> they just recreated yeah. like seeing the guy that looks like Randy Jackson. Like Are you fucking kidding me? Wait, that's not
4: Randy Jackson. I don't think so. That makes no, me feel racist. Not.
2: Then what? No, but they clearly like glasses, bald guy. Speaking yeah. of which, where's your plaid shirt and glasses? What? Oh, I didn't. I'm not on the. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh. Shit.
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> one of these things is not like yeah. the other. For those at home, there are three people with plaid shirts and glasses, yeah. and one that doesn't have it.
2: Not me. I'm expressing myself <laughs> with a polo shirt. With a
4: plain colored <laughs> yeah. polo shirt. Yeah.
6: yeah. That's why, really, I think you guys should adopt a uniform in here so no one feels left out. I mean, that's so, right. Yeah. Well,
2: that was the, the Catholic issues. school mentality when yeah. I grew up. You had to like they it It was that. very socially. Right. Like, they wanted say everyone. we
5: go Star Trek Two uniforms. You I think the so. mo- they're the most timeless
2: Star Trek 2 yeah Rack you don't want to fun. go next generation then? no
5: why they're so much nicer in Star Trek 2 3, four, five, and 6 alright from now on that'll be the uniform cool you show
4: up next time and we'll be sure to do it too okay
5: <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> want me to order yours
4: see or? you at the party okay. we'll all wear it <laughs> alright right. are you a, were you a Star Trek fan
6: um, when I was a kid I watched the first one but I've never seen any of them after that okay so well if you, so you want
2: right. to stick around afterwards Matt will tell you about everyone in I'll let you in yeah, it's yeah. great it never gets old Never gets old in there. It okay. seems
4: like you're being sarcastic right now. No, no, no. no. Sincerity all the way. No, it sounds mm? like you're being sarcastic. It's my new thing. Well, being sincere no, about how much I like to hear Matt talk about anything. Star Trek all the time. All the time. <laughs> no, but
2: the facial <laughs> motions that you're making right now yeah. are even more sarcastic. No,
4: he's
6: being yeah. sincere.
4: People, you
2: guys.
6: Can, people can't hear this. I'm pretty this. sure. I think we we wouldn't have lie to Dr. Me. Drew on this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Drew, go ahead. <laughs> Jonah, who touched you as a child?
6: <laughs> who did it?
4: Oh.
2: That's horrible. I'm That's sorry. really what would be <laughs> yeah, yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah. I like that you're also pretty... I mean, one of my favorite uh, YouTube videos was the chat roulette thing that you did at the concert. Uh, did you Did you really... Did that guy... Was it set up at all, or did that guy really not know?
6: Was None it really of it was set up? It, we, we, we did it in three 15-minute installments. We took out the dicks, and... Uh, <laughs>
7: Just put it together.
6: Once we did that, we were left with 30 seconds. Yeah. Basically, everything that was on the video was what was left after the dicks were removed and after uh, any kind of uh, technical glitch, like you know something that froze on the screen or something yeah. like that. Was, and I just captured on, on my uh, uh, screen capture on my laptop on the um, piano. Why wow. was that? Was it uh was it an all ages show? It was, and I told I, I did tell the audience that if there were uh, you know that we couldn't control. What you're about to see,
2: and and that
6: you m- might, if you don't like seeing lots of dicks, you probably should take your kids out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I went yeah, to but, the Ben Folds show. So many dicks. Yeah, that's
4: yeah, all right. The kids were drunk anyway. They were
6: too- <laughs> <laughs> beat me too. Oh, damn it! I'm sorry. <laughs> Give me some training wheels.
2: Do you have a comedy? Do you have? Did you have a comedy background?
6: Because I've always I've always thought of you as like, oh Ben Folds, he's really funny. Mm. Like, what oh, what's your sort of? What, what, what? I my inspiration, uh, one of my main inspirations besides um, all, all of the soul records was uh, Andy Kaufman mm-hmm. when I was a kid. And, and I saw all that stuff go down in real time, like every time the, from the first time he was probably ever on television. And what was fascinating to me about it was the element of surprise and, and there was also a dark thing in it. Mm-hmm. And my, my parents were, they believed it all. And I think a kid doesn't believe any of it because they, they, it's like, wow, this is fun. You know, this is fun. My mother was almost in tears one time because he was bombing on purpose, mm-hmm. and it was so good. And,
3: and, I, <laughs>
7: and I just thought,
6: this is as a kid, it's like he's breaking the law. So yeah, I don't have any kind of comedy background at all, but I, I just that that to me was was kind of what music's all about. It's like how can you make a chorus surprising, or how can you make things an element of surprise in a form that you've seen over and over and over and over again. And he would go on television, and one time after another, it's like you know he's going to be fucking with everybody did it again and people always work for
5: it every time did your mom really hate Jerry Lawler she's like oh (laughs) by the
6: time the Jerry Lawler stuff came along I guess I must have been in high school by then and I didn't I knew it was going on but I guess I kind of felt like I liked his old stuff
3: (laughs) (laughs) I got
2: the old t-shirt I lived in Memphis for all that which is where like Memphis was the epicenter of that wrestling movement oh yeah and that's where like, Jerry Lawler and all that shit happened in Memphis and just watching him like, he red got airtime and would insult Memphis, right? yes, yes. And you saw that stuff, he, yes. And like, <laughs> shitting on it was so amazing. Yeah. Like, just as a kid, just being like, holy shit! I mean, like, here are these rednecks that are going to watch local. Memphis wrestling, and here's Andy Kaufman basically telling them that they're fucking stupid, and the reason they're stupid is because he's from Hollywood and he's smart, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, he, and sue them, and they're pig fuckers, and he's gonna sue them, and it was it was so just like watching someone shake a jar full of bees, and it was an amazing amazing experience. No, it was good fun,
6: that and so so yeah, that's that's what I that's what I liked about comedy were where people like him because it was just breaking the law. Yeah, you know, and, that, and that's rock and roll. I mean, that's. When when there's rock music missing, I mean, I guess when he was, yeah, there was ACDC and stuff. But I mean, I'm not sure that maybe that was an era that you know uh, that the edge was in comedy at that moment. Was Richard Pryor and mm-hmm. and, uh, and Andy Kaufman and, and all these guys, and that's that's pretty rock and roll. I don't think they needed guitars. So yeah. I have a real respect for comedy. And a lot of my, uh, you know, when I play uh, L.A., you know, I don't have like an actor audience or. or I've just got a lot of people like Al Yankovic, you know, yeah. who are um, who are comedians, and they come out and they come backstage.
2: Well, because I think you know, there's a certain when in, in, in all of your stuff is just like, oh, Ben, he's
6: having fun, like he's funny yeah. and he's sort of fucking with the format and he's screwing around, and that's you know. But I find my comedian friends like best of all, they like the uh, the sadder music.
4: Like. <laughs> yeah, it speaks to them more. Yeah, <laughs> and
6: they, they 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 seem to understand uh, where the where, why the humor is there. And, and and what it indicates, you know, because it's more of an indication of, of uh, how hard someone is, is trying to either retain their composure uh, amidst something that's not that not fun or just making a joke at a funeral because they want to lighten people up. Yeah. But they get that where a lot of people are like, oh, that guy writes novelty songs. Really? I don't know what a novelty song is. I hate novelty songs. <laughs> 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 well, a
2: novelty song is uh – well, novelty songs are pretty. I mean, I guess. Oh,
7: yes, I call him the street.
3: <laughs> look at that! Look at
6: that! Yes, yes that's, a, that's a novelty. What about Guitars and That's Ray Stevens. <laughs> that's right, right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hello is
4: Mudda, it? Hello Fada. Yep. That's not Ray. Stevens. No, no,
6: that's not. No, a I didn't say that was Ray <laughs> Stevens. I, yeah, I <laughs> we were just a, naming Ray
4: Stevens songs. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. No, I was trying to think of novelty songs. <laughs> that's a serious song. It's a real serious song <laughs> about that
6: horrible story. camp. It's about abandonment. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. Ray Stevens also wrote "Ahab the Arab," which is very poignant for you know. I mean, way ahead of its time. And I think that was For
4: it didn't really make sense until post on. 11 world came. Yeah, to yeah. And it was right. like did, uh, Ray uh, Stevens uh, was really <laughs> onto something.
6: Why didn't we listen to the signs? Yeah, a problem.
2: They start reading his song, his songs like
5: fucking yeah. Nostradamus quatrains. Grandma's mm. going to get hit by a reindeer.
6: <laughs> <Yeah>.
4: <laughs> I want to re- remake the movie Knowing. The reindeer <laughs> is capitalist America, yeah. and Grandma is the, the citizens. Let's make a sequel to Knowing with Nicolas Cage, where it's Ray Stevens' songs are, are the key to the world's end. Yes, I'm sure they're hard at work on Nicholas the sequel. Would do
2: that. He would do that. Yes, he would. Well, after season of the witch, wow. I, don't, I don't know what to you think. win some, you lose
5: some. <laughs> he loses most. Yeah, but he still <laughs> fights. You know, Nicholas
2: Cage. It's always funny to hear about people like Nicholas Cage, where you go, like that guy's got like hundred million
5: dollars, and they go, he's lost all his money. You're like,
2: how do you spend that? What is that? How do you do that?
5: It's all of yeah. his copies of Superman Number One. I guess. I was like
2: did you ever see that special with the like the the Michael Jackson special where he's walking through that gallery in Vegas and he's just pointing at stuff and he's like I'll take that and I'll take that and I'll take... it was like he just spent 2 million dollars in like 15 minutes. Yeah,
6: it's all it, yeah, it's, it's all relative. It's crazy. This, that, however much can come in can certainly go out. I'm and then, and then there's, probably, there's usually some tax story behind that stuff, right? Yeah, they yeah. forgot to pay their taxes. They forgot.
2: Air <laughs> quote. I'm sorry. I made $10 million this month. I forgot. To. You get
5: five of that? I'm sorry. No, I understand. It
2: doesn't seem right. Government. <laughs> so what, uh, you know, when, when you sit down, do you sit down to write I always wonder that about musicians mm. versus comedians do you sit down to write or do you have to get struck by
6: the thing? I have to get struck by the deadline mm-hmm. that's usually it and um, I, I set up I set up deadlines and and basically uh, line a lot of people up uh, to uh, to be let down if i don 't finish it because I always have songs in my head and I always have things that i 'm starting but I find finishing it is is really tough and, and and most of my best stuff was finished on a deadline because uh, we had to get in the studio or I needed some extra stuff for a gig or something. Because you can enjoy the impulse of the song uh, without it being finished. You kind of dither it out with... Thank you, New York. I mean, you can, fit, fix, you can fix it in your head, but when it, it comes to making it real, that, that, that becomes skill and it's work. And like you say, you have to sit down then. Yeah. You have to go, okay, I'm going to sit down and finish this song. Um, I, the album I did with Nick Hornby, what I was blown away with... Uh, with Nick was that he makes writing hours every day he writes great stuff and that's against if you come out of sort of my era of, of, uh, of rock music the idea is supposed to be like oh it just came to me and it just kind of fell out you know. no you had to work at it you know? <laughs> and, you, and you're lying when you say that and, and I've definitely implied that before and it's not true I work really hard at them is it do? You, are you comfortable once something is done,
2: at being able to walk away from it and go? I that's finished, or do you ever kind of go? Ah,
6: fuck! If I just had more time, I would have done this or this. Or are you good about just letting it go? I think I'm good about letting the important part of it go, about letting the song part of it. I think I know when the song is finished. Mm-hmm. I don't have much, you know, uh, remorse and regret about what i did to the actual song the presentation of the song is always what kind of confuses me it's like wow do you record it like this or record it like that or turn it into a samba or what do you do with this and uh i have a lot of ideas but i'm never quite sure someone has to tell me to go home Mm -hmm. and 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 that was uh that was a good thing about the times i've had producers has been that they've told me to go home and 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 then you're finished that's that do you think it's important
2: to have someone in other words, if you're just left completely to your own devices, like, I'm going to record this at home, and I'll do it all myself, does that idea excite you, or does that, is that like, no, I really
6: need someone who can take all the stuff and then... I think I need a sense of event. Like, I really enjoyed doing this thing that we called the fake album, where um, the, the, the album Way to Normal was coming out in a month, and we were in Europe. And uh, we knew that it was getting ready right to leak. So I thought, well, how cool. This is an opportunity to go in the studio and record all these titles... With completely new music and completely new lyrics, and we'll make the whole album in one day. So, wrote all the worst lyrics that we could think of. They were terrible. And, and my drummer's really good at bad lyrics. Like he had this one song about it's like a political song about changing the world. And you know, my favorite line is "A piano's all I got, and I know that ain't a lot, but music has the power to change the future." <laughs> I mean, he's a genius with that stuff, and I would just give him something to write. He'd just go with it. So the titles were the same, but what was really cool about it? Well, the joke was on me at the end because being forced to a one-day deadline, I wrote everything so fast. We recorded it really quickly, and I associate. I think that's a really good uh, recording. I really like it. And then a lot of people heard the record and were disappointed when they heard the real record because they liked the fake record, you mm-hmm. know, which uh, is kind of hurts your feelings, but. <laughs> that's just uh it's it's just it's just that not you know that's a sense that's like an event where you get some event so you know like i'm going into record with Ben Folds 5 in december that's an event so we said we do it I've told people we're going to do it so now the pressure's on and I have to do it. And that's the way we always made records before, so it will be an event. And then I'll know when to turn it in because the studio time will be over and we'll have to turn it in. There'll be a there'll be a release date and all those things will happen. Have you written those songs yet? No. I have I have bits and pieces that I I've, I've thought about that I think are really good, but um um but I haven't I haven't got full songs. When was the last time you played with them? Um we played about 2 months ago to uh, uh to a, add to a retrospective album that we're releasing and um it just seemed like it'd be a good kind of book thing like you know well not book end but um you know like it's the middle oh, book middle you book can put middle. a put a little, you can put like a little thing, a little, thing little, in
4: gargoyle in the middle of two Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
6: <laughs> exactly uh yeah so so we we got together to record some stuff for that record and and uh um, I had all these ideas, and we just started running with the ideas. But they sounded more kind of like the future of what we would do. They didn't sound like something that would go on a retrospective record. So there was a conscious effort to kind of back up and kind of make three songs to add to the record that sort of said something about the past that were a little more reflective and not kind of forward thinking. And then, and then I've still got all these like kind of um, you know the future songs are still in my head. But I've been you know spending so much time talking and kissing ass lately, I haven't had time to write.
2: <laughs> well, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I know because you sort of locate relocated out to LA too. Yeah, no,
6: I've got the hang of it too. You're I'm getting good at this shit. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: you want to meet for drinks at that place? Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. power drink.
2: Oh, you have to write? Nah, <laughs> was that's right? I don't give <laughs> a shit. Don't need to write. Do you feel um, so with Ben Folds... Because this is always fascinates me about bands and groups. And so you, you know, you've worked uh, as you know, solo, and you've you know, you've worked with different producers and people and different different bands. Do you? Do you feel like okay now I'm now I'm in Benfold's five mode, which is actually slightly different than solo Benfold's mm-hmm. mode. Like, do you do you see them as modes, or do you just still feel like well, I'm just again
6: I'm just sort of making this stuff, or do you feel it? I think uh, it's really fun to plug yourself into a variety of, of situations. Um, you can make them uncomfortable sometimes, and sometimes not. And just see how you react to it, but react honestly. Mm-hmm. So I don't think, okay, well, I'm saving my my you know change my clothes kind of i mean and this has been folds five mode. i just go in and react to that situation the way I, I would and then you know and i play with an orchestra then i react that way and uh and, and the same as with doing the sing-off i would never if i just spent the my i think musicians brand themselves too quickly and they go okay i am this person and then they take their 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 lyrics and what their fans might think of their lyrics and the way they they dress and everything they begin to to, to really uh, marry themselves to it uh and, and i think if, if you go too long without kind of testing that and doing other things you know put yourself in a funk band uh um do do and play with string quartets do other things that that keeps you more you you know because you can invent yourself and then stay stagnant inside that and when i play with robert and darren uh ben folds five i play the way i play with them and it just starts to happen and that's just what happens and i don't attempt to play that way with anyone else uh, but you know but there's a similarity you know I remember about
2: seven years ago, I was watching something, and I heard <clears> this really pretty song on the TV in the background. And I ran over it to look, and it was you and Ben Queller and Ben Lee, mm. yeah, and, that was and fun. the
6: Bens. So you guys did the? Did you do Did you do a whole a full album, or was was it a Just Pretend song? It was an EP, and it was the same kind of thing. It was just plugging myself into totally different. Because I was really, I felt really free after leaving the band because I could go do all this other crazy stuff. Is it like breaking up with a girl a little bit? Yeah, I played the field, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get inside the other bins. Yeah. There was also yeah, those commercials. Right. I want to get up in. I want to get up in some Queller. <laughs> there was also those
4: commercials you did, uh, and uh, Corinne from Slater Kinney was in. the Yeah, point. that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I just love the. I loved the process of it because the way that you guys told the story was, yeah, we were in a studio and we all went off in the corner and we each wrote this section of the song and yep. came back and that was the song. Yeah, and that always. It just it was like, oh, yeah, I guess you could do that. It just never occurred to me. Oh, yeah, you can, you can
6: do that. It's just, a, yeah, and then it goes back to it's just another way of working as yourself with other people because Ben Foles 5 would have never worked that way. Mm-hmm. This was just very random. We were actually were only kind of slated to be um, a bill in australia or was just going to be the ben's tour so um you know uh, the three of us were just going to do solo sets separately and then uh ben lee called and said you know we really need to do like some kind of commemorative ep together and even that was going to be very separate but we got in the studio and just started making shit up and we were in there for like two days made a whole ep and when we sold it in australia we 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 we, we like charted like top 5 or something just selling it out out of the van. Oh my god. It shows it was it it, it did really really well.
5: Who's the Australian guy tracking that? Hmm. <laughs> I standing next to this van and see That's one.
6: Well, let me rephrase that. It didn't show up on the charts. It's just that we knew that we had sold 20,000 records or something like Holy that. Shit. And the top and the top hit in in uh in Australia had not sold that much. So oh my god. we just took the liberty of saying that we're in the top 5. So Number 1. We're, we're number 1. Yeah. yeah. We may as well just go all the way here. <laughs> <laughs> we were number one. You won't see that if you look back at SoundScan.
2: Technically, we own Australia. Yeah, <laughs> we kind of own that. But we took we we knocked Dire Straits off the uh, off their fucking we're still, high horse. Still on the, uh, About time. Sure. Dire, Straits. dire Straits. Dire Straits. I think uh, I think dire Brothers in Arms work. is like one of the highest grossing uh, like the
5: high, of all time in Australia. Probably. Maybe yeah. even
6: still. Even more than ABBA.
5: Maybe even more than ABBA. Or, or Pink Floyd. Hmm. It's the indigenous aboriginals that account for most of the sales. <laughs> Do you think that's what it is? No. no. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that at all. Hey, come on. You know, Maybe you need to listen to a little band
2: called Midnight Oil. Maybe you wouldn't take such midnight fucking... Midnight Oil. <laughs> yeah, Midnight Oil. <laughs> How can we sleep while our beds are burning, Matt? <laughs> we take our fucking land and give it back. <laughs> give it back. Give it back. Here you go. Yeah, thanks. Dying. All
3: right. Dying. <laughs> dying.
2: Don't what was that kind of asshole where you mention Australia and I just casually get in, go into going to the accent? Oh, you look Australia, Ben. I love bad
6: Australian
3: accents. Oh, They're great. Oh the yeah, me better. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i have right,
5: actually
6: been good. It. You're getting I don't know good
5: what at that. that, was. that.
6: <laughs> <laughs> You're getting good at it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it, too. Hey,
4: I'm from Australia. Yeah, <laughs> pretty spot. Wow, on. Brisbane, spot right? On. Yeah, but it's an Australian guy doing a really good American accent. Oh, that's a
2: yeah.
3: good.
4: Yeah, you flipped it there. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> Uh,
2: so do you still talk to the, uh, the Queller and the Lee of, of the Benz? Um, I mean is there are there any plans I, a
6: couple emails here and there I, we just all stay really busy I think that was something we just we got done with that and we just you know, just kept moving I, it, we were afraid to relive the magic yeah uh, and, and, and um, you could have I guess you could have filmed the behind the music in real time it was about an hour we were together so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Live, we're gonna live stream the behind the music yeah. right. <laughs> the whole thing then the breakdown trouble yeah.
2: struck guys I don't have yeah. any more change for the meter yeah. I gotta go yeah. that's
6: right
4: uh, I wanna like hear a,
6: about the uh, William Shatner album yeah. That's that's I think that's a really great album. I'm so proud of that one and, and it didn't it didn't sell all that well, but I thought it was a good record. Uh we made that one in about two weeks. Really? Yeah, wrote and record everything and um he was man, he was impressive. Yeah, that pulp I, cover is incredible. Yeah, I really wanted him to do that. I pushed that one on him. Did he, uh, did he, he understand like what the band was? And uh, no, no. He didn't know where it came from. There were a few covers I was trying to push on him, and I would have him read them. I mean, I spent the first couple days uh, extensively interviewing him, uh, and we just, we literally we put a, um, literally, I'm going to stop using the fucking word. We we, we, hung, we hung a, a light bulb. there was a light bulb. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a real light bulb. Yeah. A uh, bare bulb hanging in the middle of my old studio, and like a little... A little card table, and mm-hmm. I sat in front of him with an old mic, and sorry. and and I uh, interviewed him. What the fuck, Jonah? What I was, was
4: scratching my head. I'm sorry. I didn't, you okay. Yeah. Did you
6: hit? I hit the mic. I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't mean to. I thought you, like picked off a mole or something. No, I just gonna <laughs> <get to> start <laughs> bleeding <laughs> profusely.
2: Yeah. No, Sounds like to... you
6: fired a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like what is yeah. Monty Python? Music? Blood shooting yeah, all over the stage. It's studio. fine. It's fine. Uh, you're <laughs>
4: turning very pale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a yeah, pool of. Uh... I'm just hungry. Are you okay? Just, I'm cold. You're cold, Chris. <laughs> Juice I'm I'm so, cold. Chris, I'm so cold. Chris is so cold.
7: Mommy.
2: Sorry about that. So Shatner, do you have? Did you get the sense that Shatner understands the Shatner phenomenon? Oh yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. He's in control. He knows what's up. Yeah. He's just being himself and he gets that he 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 just you know he gave me a lot of material just in the interviewing and then I had him read some things like I had him read uh, um, Cake a, a song by Cake I like uh, uh, what was that called um Comfort Eagle uh-huh. yeah. really cool song. And I thought, how cool would that be for Shatner to recite this? It could be really neat. And then I had him recite, uh, the, the, uh, the trans transcription of the, the Hindenburg disaster. <laughs> 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 I've got that. And I, I'll, I should, I should, I should make a CD of it and sell it on eBay. You, you haven't yeah. put
3: that anywhere yet.
6: You know, the great one was, was, uh, uh, Shatner interviewing. I would have him interview people on the mic while we were to sound check, uh, interviewing Henry Rollins. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I don't know that that, that he ever uh, had done an uh, interview series before, but it didn't surprise me when he then did... Raw uh, Nerve. Yeah, when he did that. That was Shatner's thing, right? Yeah. Because he's really good at it. He's yeah. a great listener, and he really gets into people's heads. And I never saw or heard Raw, raw Nerve, but, um, but what he was doing in the studio was great. I mean... Um, you know, Rollins would kick my ass for saying that he cried or anything. He did not do that, but he 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 had him on the couch like completely, like it was in psychotherapy. Wow! And it was really, absolutely fascinating. No so one gets inside Rollins.
2: Shat- he, no, but yeah, Shatner's he, like he, is, is he, he like penetrated Hannibal, the is he like Hannibal Lecter in that way. Uh, no, blam! No, he he stop screaming, Ben.
7: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's that.
6: He does he does talk like that. That's 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 the way he talks. But but <laughs>
2: but for real, like when you're talking to him for real, he's just. He talks that way, or does he Shatner it up? Benny, you're picking at me like a chicken. (laughs) Yeah.
6: (laughs) Benny, Billy.
2: What were he and Rollins talking about? What was he he digging around in Rollins about? You should release that. You have to
6: release
4: that. Just the conversation between Rollins and Jack.
6: Exactly. He, about it's his brilliant. Mom? he was talking to, 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 to Rollins about how he grew up, uh, his relationship with his mother, his first girlfriend, all kinds of stuff. Wow. And we're just setting we're like setting levels and stuff in there and, and uh and, and, and I said to my engineer, Joe, record all this shit. I don't care what you do. Record it all. He goes, Well I'd like to get some level fuck the levels. Just keep recording, this is amazing. Of course I have no idea where that, that uh tape sits in the studio somewhere, but we really should I should send it to Bill and, and, and Henry. Because they've become friends now. Like They watch football together. So. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I brought, That's so uh, weird.
6: <laughs> I brought them together. Yeah. That,
2: is ama- that is an amazing marriage of awesomeness. Yeah. The two uh, R- Rollins and Shatner. Reality show.
4: Reality show. Just two buddies. The real odd couple.
6: So well, for, for, for Henry first, had so much respect for him, which was really, really cool. And, 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 uh, and they just got along really well. I, I really like both of them. I really like Henry a lot. He's a great guy.
2: I, I feel like the first thing uh, that should happen is is putting the Shatner monologue of the Hindenburg over the Hindenburg footage. Yeah. I mean that right there is ten million views on YouTube yeah. alone. Uh, and then
6: that, that interview series sounds. Or what really would be great. what would be another visual, like something modern that that, that that it could play against would be really kind of interesting too. Just a kid eating ice cream.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of just a bunch of chubby American yeah. kids so like, like jumping fried in good
4: beer. in good slow motion, like
2: high yeah. speed.
5: You yeah. know, Just just shoving it in. Yeah. That'd be great. Kind of like the Red Sox collapse. I don't, this I don't year. know whatever. What that is. I'm just saying it's very what, what happened tragic. They collapse. had Sox? a nine and a half game lead and they're tied right now and there's two games. Oh, that would work. Yeah.
6: He really went over the top. I was expecting him to do it, but I was learning about how he, uh, you know, how he delivers and what what his method is. Because when he read the Hindenburg thing, he was aware of, you know, he he he'd heard it a times. It's like. And the, you know, whatever it is, all the humanity, you've heard that, right? And he just really overdid it. I mean, he was crying and wailing and yelling up into the sky (laughs) and stuff. And, and, and I thought, okay, well, I can't let him do this on this record. Like this is the opposite of what we need to do because, um, that's what people expect of him and he's funny and his timing's funny and everything. But what I realized is the most powerful thing would be if he just gave us the truth, just like. Tell us your story, things about your life, what what you love, what you don't love, what what just the things you write songs about. And, and and when he would do it in a really animated way, he got sick of this. But I'd say, could you just do it straight this time? I just want a straight take. He goes, but you're going to use it if I do it that way. I say, yeah, I probably will. Uh, but but let's give it let's give it that go. And and he thanked me for it when it was over because I think he realized that um, I had his back. I didn't want him to come off like a clown. I wanted him to come off. Like him, you know,
2: that's so funny. I mean, that's, uh, you know, as you're saying that for some reason, I'm starting to think about Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. And just that that period of his career, you know, with the Zucker (laughs) brothers where it was like where he was just straight. Yeah. And then at a certain point, he realized, like, wait a minute, I'm funny. Oh, I'm fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then there were a string of movies where he was totally like playing the comedy. And It was like, no, oh! I mean, I love him. To, I yeah, loved yeah, him to yeah, death. Yeah. It's, he's all, all good. Yeah. But but yeah, yeah. but there's that point where you're like, oh no 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 no, go back to before yeah. when you were still
5: like straight guy. You don't have to do Spy Hard and Mr. Magoo. You no. don't have to. No. But he did, and I'm okay with Spy Hard. Are you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You're okay with it? Yeah. Yeah.
5: I enjoy it. If not, I'll watch it. Yeah. Al did the soundtrack yeah, you oh, did, that's right. Yeah, that's true. It's a really good opening credit sequence. It is it's good. like Al swimming through. We yeah. were sort of gushing about Al on the way over, but I'm yeah. one of the
2: best people ever yeah that guy, yeah, who just never ceases to
6: amaze me, but it's like he's still fucking awesomely relevant, and that just that makes me happy No that's I think we should all bow right now in the direction of Doheny
3: take a second
2: is there any is there you know like every most of the comedy people that I know and a lot of like there are so few people that I feel like were not touched by that guy in some well, well, he, he touched. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, yeah.
4: Exactly. <laughs> name someone. <Yeah>. Please. <laughs> I mean, I mean you know one creative person that has who, wasn't, who
2: wasn't who wasn't touched by that, that guy in some way. Did you you must have been a huge growing up. That would be yourself. a great record of uh, touched
6: by Yankovic.
3: <laughs> touched touched by, by an owl, owl. Joe. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Romadoni <laughs> I'm here with Yankovic. He was interviewed on uh what? on Ron nerve. He Oh, Al was? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: Yeah, that's yeah. right.
4: How was yeah. it? It was uh you know it was a good interview yeah. yeah, real deep. That's what the whole show is about, and just and the, the the seating arrangement on that show is neat. It's like you remember that old uh, SNL toilet, yeah, the, the love toilet, yeah. That's what the seat was like. It was just two chairs, like matched <laughs> in the middle, facing opposite ways. Yeah, and, really? Yeah, facing each other, and like his his like Chandra's hand was on the other person's hand a lot of the time to kind of comfort them. But yeah, it was it was a great episode. It's wow. downloadable on iTunes. They're not making oh. that show still. No, no, no but it's a. It's, I mean, you want it to be longer you want it to be longer and have more of the, but it's like kind of cut for commercial and something like that. I'm
2: so, just going back to something you said earlier. I'm fat. I guess it just, hit my brain but i'm fascinated by the idea that you said when you set out you really kind of wanted people to just do your songs yeah like rather than i mean so at what point did you go ah fuck i'll just sing them or was that just were you just sort of biting your time until that happened
6: well i always have had um very low self-esteem about singing it's not something i'm comfortable with even now i just not comfortable with it i would show people i would get like official singers you know like like the the guy who's in the neighborhood who was known for singing and bring him around and show him the song. And then he could record it for me. And, um, uh, I couldn't get them to take out all the jive. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be like, you know, show them something like, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I love Al. And they go, I love Al. Soul yodeling. We and call they'd, that soul. Yodeling. <laughs> yeah. They do something to it, which would make it sound, um, Uh, It would just make it not, it didn't, I didn't buy it, that's all. And and I just thought, you know, that that a vocal should be, how cool would it, I had a theory, you know, that the vocal should not have vibrato and it shouldn't have any licks and it should just be like a real plaintive, just straight ahead, stoic uh, uh, delivery of the lyrics and that people would really listen to the lyrics then instead of the notes. And um, after a while I realized no one was going to do it. And I got more comfortable just showing them, you know, just hearing myself sing didn't make me want to vomit anymore, which I used to get so nervous, you know, even just to show the guys a song. I would say, here's the song. I start to show them. I think I would just get just clam up and get nervous. I just felt like it was something I couldn't do. Uh, but it took me a while. I, I was probably I think I landed the plane on that issue uh, right as Ben Folds 5 was breaking. Mm hmm. And prior to that, and one of the reasons, as I was looking through all of my um, material for this retrospective, um, the cutoff date for me was anything prior to being just comfortable enough to actually deliver the song. Because before that, it just it sounded like shit. You th- really? You honestly? Honestly? Oh, th- absolutely! It's horrible. God, but your voice is so—it's so great. Oh, you know well, that now? No, right? I don't. No, God no, I damn think. It.
2: It, it's at least it's comforting to me to know. This that, is gonna
6: get like raw nerve. I'm gonna start crying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> lay, on, lay on the couch. Lay on the couch. No, it's just it, it's comforting to me, and I'm sorry that it's because of a at painful thing for you. But it's comforting to me to know that even people that you look up to, and you go like, "Oh no, they've made it," you know that that they do they still have the same insecurities and the same mm-hmm. kind of stuff that you know you had when you when you started out
6: well, and it kind of ties into uh some of the other stuff we were talking about mm-hmm. you, you You plug yourself into other situations and you cause deadlines and you 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 try to move along quickly because no one is qualified, no artist is qualified to tell you what works about what they do. Mm-hmm. The thing that actually reaches people like that like that touches people like mm-hmm. al is. <laughs> Is, is the thing that they can't see. It's the thing that's directly in the middle, so no matter how many times you turn around, it's right there in the center and you can't see it. And that's why when I produce people, I like to get them out of their that zone because they always think you ask someone like why did people you know people liked you in high school why is that and someone's well and i was the class clown and 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 i gave people candy or they'd come up with some crap and then you know you ask the, the people in the class go no it's because he was a nice guy and it was because i like this and this it would be different reasons so so artists begin to arm themselves with all these reasons that they are that they work and then they arm the re- themselves with uh, the reasons that they don't work and their insecurities and and i have no idea i mean i i trust that when i make pitch mouth noises that uh that it's acceptable for a commercial recording that it's a commercially viable recording but I, I i don't i don't accept that it's something that that uh that i think is very good that i would want to hear i i, I do intellectually but i don't otherwise it's we're, we're in such a like the
2: american idol culture of what's happened to singing now yeah Drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. Because when you listen to if you listen to old recordings, like you listen to someone like Edda James or old Stevie Wonder, they're not they're not I mean, Stevie did some crazy stuff with his
6: voice, He's but it dancing was dancing with it, he could. But yeah. it
2: wasn't like I feel I feel like what's happening is people are confusing technical proficiency with soul. And it's like, no. Just going ah, 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 at the end that, that you're just fucking showboating. That doesn't mean that you actually have a story to tell or any right. soul or any kind of thing. It just means you can control your voice and you and I feel like people should be sparing with that shit.
6: Yeah, I prefer that. And at the same time, and then what happens is we say that and we 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 we, 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 we kind of put that in a in sort of some policy that you follow in your head. Then someone comes along the next day that does all that jive ass shit that you were talking about and we love it. Because <laughs> yeah. for some yeah. reason they Connect in that way, you know. So who knows? But I agree with you. I'd rather hear someone suck straight ahead, yeah. like uh, than 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 suck with all the technique. I think Angel Adams had some really great quote about uh, a technically perfect photograph of no idea at all is much worse than uh, than a, a, a you know shitty photograph with a good idea or something like that. I can't remember what it was, but it's strange coming from him because everyone always said he was Mister Technique. Yeah, but but what he was saying was if you don't have an idea, if you don't have anything to say. Then, like, shut the fuck up <laughs> which I think is the way he worded it actually come to think of that was the quote you, he said if you ain't gonna bring it dog then shut the fuck shut up shut the fuck up yeah. take that
2: shit
5: downtown downtown yeah motherfucker
2: yeah Ansel you're getting
5: good at that Yeah, that's what Ansel said yeah. That's what, <laughs> yeah it's one of those inspirational demotivational posters it's just like birds Demother- and then him that <laughs> writing underneath it was it was a bunch of trees that
2: just formed motherfucker like a perfect he managed to shoot this perfect black and white landscape very talented. Um, mostly you, black. Mostly.
3: <laughs> his Ow. book was good. <laughs> Chris, what the fuck? Chris. For
6: those of you at home, Chris has impaled his eye on an SM57. Now we have two people really spurting the, blood.
2: Really the best <laughs> mic to impale yourself on. I, I got I to hand
6: it, it to you. It makes this. it for
4: the best noise, that's for sure.
6: Oh, yeah. I, I was... Yeah. Point.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was laughing so hard that I leaned forward, and I'm not used to these like shotgun-style mics, and it just yeah, yeah, neither am I. A love would have gone right up your nose. Yeah, you know? I could yeah, have yeah. been horribly killed. They would have. I would have, been, I would have had to have pull that out of out. my
6: brain. A little French boy on an airplane with a fist about the size of this, the the capsule, of this SM57 microphone, punched me in the eye in an airplane one time, and it was so painful because his fist was just like just the size. His mother. It was one of those three-seater things, and he and his French mother and me, and it looked like we were a family. Mm-hmm. I was like 28 years old, and I was horrified at the idea of anyone thinking that I might like, have, kind of have a family. I was like, right. that's not very rock and roll. At the no. <laughs> and she said, could you look after my well, you can do the you can do the Australian accent. So you can do this, right?
7: Yeah, bel me. was <laughs> you look after me, How do you say? Shitty child. Exactly. So she said that, and then
6: she uh, she went to the bathroom, and this kid's just started getting really naughty. And I was like, shh, 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 shh be quiet. And and he's like, pie, pie, pie. <laughs> And I did that back to him, joking, thinking he would think that's funny. He said like, and I said pie, Boink. Whoa. <laughs> Little motherfucker popped me right in the eye. Didn't have my glasses on, and it went, like, right into the socket. Oh. I, c- she I just back, his hand's just in your head. <laughs> well, yeah, by, <laughs> well, by the time she comes back, then I'm beating the shit yeah. out of yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, you know, I, it was horrible. <laughs> I couldn't explain to her. Your, your child hit me. You don't even know. You're crying. You, crying? you don't yeah, even yeah. know
7: what he did to me. <laughs>
2: your oh.
5: child made me experience the most pain of my life. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. then the, the, the mom goes, me too. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, I know. Yeah.
2: Could you ever imagine a child causing coming. so much pain? Hey, we. Hey, we.
4: Do you? When uh, he came out
2: of my we When he <laughs> came out of my He is no longer. He's a, big, he's a huge, uh, like. Uh, I
6: like how we always revert to like some kind of Mexican
2: accent. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> where is that going?
3: Yeah. What
2: the, yeah, yeah. He's. I always, I always. go to Italian for some reason. Oh. He was like uh, prosciutto. <laughs> my vaginas like prosciutto. <laughs> like, I don't know why I always Salty. go to Italian Salty yeah But slim
3: Yeah
2: um, Did you write a song about it? I feel like a little French boy Punching you in the eye There's a song in there somewhere There's a song in there somewhere There is And I if it turns to- up on the next Ben Folds 5 album That would be fine with me Points Punch
7: me in the eye He punched me in the
6: eye He punched <laughs> You gotta be repetitive these days It's like that has to go If that's gonna be a hit It really ha- You have to drive it home
7: He punched me in the eye He punched me in the eye <laughs>
6: uh,
7: uh, 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 where did he uh, punch you in the eye, was in it the eye. you, you
4: got to repeat it a bunch so it could be mashed up with a hip-hop song and then it'll become a hit then it goes then one day in the
7: eye, e-eye, 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 <laughs>
4: then those Kia hamsters are driving to it
2: yeah. oh. that sounds like it might be a song by maroon five e-eye, e-eye, e-eye. E-eye. Have you ever worked with an artist where they're, you're producing and they're kind of shitty and no. you haven't not yet, I haven't, but you, anyway.
6: That's good. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm lucky because I don't have to do that for a living. I can only do one every once in a while, something I really love. But I'm sure I've worked with sh- with sh- shitty people. Let me, let me run that back. Keep, keep, keep no, back that
2: here. was actually, that totally answered my question. That's, yeah, Because I just, I'm fascinated by, I have this idea that nice people, that if you ask a bunch of nice people, like, have you ever worked with assholes? Most of them will be like, Nah, eh, you know, not really. Mm. And then I feel like there's some people that just sort of create the drama. Yeah. And that, that, that they're sort of magnets for it yeah asshole magnets kind of because yeah. I don't I mean I've been doing television for a long time and I don't feel like I've ever worked with someone I'm like what a fucking they wouldn't come out of their
6: thing and they yeah. like, I've never had that I don't before. see much of that either it's weird and, and but people people like that, that myth you know the guy, the, just the guy who's a raging asshole all over the set, then you have to get him out of the trailer and face down in a pile of coke naked and all this stuff. I've never seen that before. Like, well, people are really not... There was a mirror around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's hard to see when you're just white <laughs> all in your eyes. Yeah. Snowblind, that's my new album. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that image up. It's not something i ever even thought of before. But. No, but I think people do like to... to, to they, they like the idea that... that that performers and people that are assholes, but I guess there's also people who attract those people in their lives. So they attract those to work with, I guess, but I I don't like to attract people that that can't some, some producers like working with artists who aren't that great because they feel they're malleable and it, they, it allows them to put their stamp on it so they can kind of save the day and come in to save the day. But I'm more interested in documenting what they do and being part of it.
2: Yeah. Do you, uh, do you find that, um, just kind of the way that you approach. I just feel like you've carved out your own thing, and I think that's kind of what I've always been. So I've always like, ah, that Ben folds. I, I really like that. I really like that guy. How how important do you feel like radio Airplay now? Like the, the classic form of the business. Do you feel like any of that's important anymore, or do you just feel like ah, I'm going to do what
6: I'm going to do? Well, I have to have the attitude that I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But if you know, lightning strikes in radio or on the internet or in, in like, you know, churches or wherever, (laughs) um, then they should just take it away. And I'm very lucky to, to have it. I, I, you know, i probably, probably radio is not really where I'm, I'm going to ever live again. I don't think, but, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write it off. It's just, it's not necessary for me because, um, Know how it works yet? I went to Pandora and the guy who started that showed me the p- behind the, the scenes way uh, that that the uh-huh. musicologists there rate all their uh, all, all the songs, mm-hmm. into, so that they can they have to find some algorithm or whatever right. to, to make them work together. and It's fascinating. It Those is. guys are on it. Well, they'll tell so you
2: cool. if you go onto Pandora's website and it and you pick it, you select a channel, and then you and then it brings up a song it'll tell you if you you know like if you click on a on a link we've selected
6: this song because you like music that has harmonies and mid-range yeah. bass tones and, yeah. this, and, this, this. and there's pages and pages of of that analysis behind it though it's fascinating like down to like spectral analysis and the key center and 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 the the key movements and the the tone of the words and the pronunciation and all this shit it's crazy
4: yeah there's uh, it's weird though cuz sometimes they will be on the mark and other times you will be like well these bands maybe to a naked ear sound exactly like, but they're completely different yeah. bands. Like you know, even just, but that, that, that's when you bring in. It's like, well, this band politically would never be anywhere near this other band. Even right. though They're both playing. You I'm know, fascinated. But then Monk you could give it the thumbs like it. down,
6: and it won't. It
5: yeah, yeah uh, you again. exactly. I like the the Genius playlist algorithm on iTunes. Have you ever like had it create a Genius playlist that's for you? Yes.
6: Oh. my phone has a knock thing as a knock or something. Sorry, oh, okay. Okay. No, just, I was just weird. talking about
5: the Genius playlist thing on on iTunes, where you just select a song and then or whatever, yeah, and then you just click the Genius playlist button, and it you know it downloads everything up to the cloud, or rather puts it up to the cloud, and then it gives you an algorithm, and then it just puts a twenty five song playlist in front of you.
4: I just I like what with RDO does. Sure. You know, I know I bring it up all the time, but like you know they they do a thing where it's you know artists they separate it with artists. Inspire. You're listening to a band, and these are the artists that inspired this band. These yeah. are the like the these are the contemporaries of this band, and these are the bands that were inspired by this band. That's and I cool. think that's a better way to go
6: about it. And whose is that? What's that? That's
4: R-D-O, Rdio.com. Uh. It's uh, it's like Spotify, or it's like it's like a pay site, like a, um, you know, what's that other one? It's just like subscription, you know, kind yeah, of yeah
2: subscription stuff. Oh. And, big controversy but, with Spotify. What is it? They formed a partnership with Facebook. Uh, and so now if you want to sign up for Spotify you have to sign up with your Facebook account and that, it will tell people what you're listening to. And it's just like, hey, maybe give people the choice.
4: Yeah. Maybe I don't want everyone to know what the fuck it, I'm listening they just, to. They need to connect every everything. Everything needs to be connected. But I, I do like I do like radio a lot. And it's it's a it's a great way to just uh, you know, some, cuz sometimes you forget. You forget about bands and like if yeah. you're listening to, you know, you know, chunk, you're like, oh, I to- forgot all about, you know, this Sick. other band, yeah, like uh, Portostatic. Oh yeah, I love Portostatic. Why not I've been listening? I've been listening them forever. Do you go out of your way to
2: listen to new? Do you force yourself to listen to new stuff just to try to stay like?
6: Mm, I never have. Um, but I find that it, it, it finds you, you know? Like, if something's really interesting to you, it'll, it'll tweak your ear somewhere. And if you're, unless you're living in a cave, which I have before, but, uh, it, you know, you, you'll hear it. And But I, I don't really, every once in a while I'll go on one of those trips where I just go around the the Internet and do that, if you like this, you'll like this kind of thing for a night. And that usually sets me for about a year. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and then then you just pay attention to to. to what's going on but i'm not that interested in in staying like right up to the minute um i never have been who
2: are you who are you listening to currently like who do you, who Matt do you king
6: got? cole yeah um uh a, a lot of uh Rubenstein playing chopin uh shostakovich uh can you play can you play chopin no I just like to listen to it. Yeah. I can't play it. I mean, I, I guess I could play it if that's what I set my mind to, but I, I stopped kind of playing, um, like by reading music and all the ways that you would do it. I I just ceased doing that when I was about nine. Oh wow. Yeah. So because I just had songs in my head, I wanted to get out, and that wasn't leading there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, listening to it does lead to ideas. You know, it spurs you on, but actually playing it and getting inside of it, then you understand how it works, and that's good. But I. I, I I'm not sure that was the way for me to be a creative, so I didn't do it. I, but I never learned other people's music either. Like people say, "Oh, you must know like Billy Joel songs." I say, I, no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I heard them and I like them, but I never sat down and 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 learned to play them except for "Tiny Dancer." "Tiny Dancer," I learned because I was going Elton was going to sit in at one of my gigs, which I had to cancel, which was I so, so regret that. Oh no! Oh. What happened? Well, I sat in with him in, in, in Adelaide at the Enormo Dome there, and we played the bitches back, and it was fun. You know, I, I played on my little electric keyboard that they'd given me, and I'd look up, and he was like, you know, playing the, <laughs> playing his big one with his ass, and you just hear the crowd roar, and I was like, what what the, what's happening? And I'd look up, and he's he's.
3: <laughs> it, he
6: was so cool. He was just like such a ham. And uh and, and then so it's like, okay, well he was gonna come sit in with me in and Sydney and, and I was like, Holy shit, I gotta learn one of his songs. I've never done that. So I learned Tiny Dancer. Unfortunately, we we booked two shows there and the promoter cancelled one of them because we didn't sell tickets. Ben, I'm sorry to cancel your show. You didn't sell tickets.
2: Yeah, tickets. <laughs> and you're, But you're like, oh, that's so adorable. I don't mind that you're giving me horrible news. You bloody Christ. Yeah,
6: bloody <laughs> disgrace. <laughs> what that's happened? So they just can't, they totally... Yeah, I mean, we we kind of decided with him. was one of the only gigs I've ever canceled, I and mean, we, we canceled because the first night sold really fast, and then they tried to sell the second night for whatever reason. It just didn't happen at the Emoore Theater, so so we shit canned it, and Elton couldn't do that night, and uh, so we just didn't we, we didn't do it. So I'd learned Tiny Dancer, and I was walking around with this cover that I knew, so I thought, well, I'll start doing it live. Did you do you find I, what I'm starting to notice in comedy with live shows is that there's a
2: certain cultural penetration that you have in each city, and it's surprisingly <laughs> yeah, consistent. Yeah, where it's like, you know, I, I've sort of watched like, well, in the last couple of years, I sell this many tickets. Just in any city, it will be about this number. Yeah. Do you find that that's that's the same with with what you, with music?
6: Um, r- roughly, I mean, different different. You know, territories or markets definitely is a, a little different. I think. Um, you know, like I, I do better in the Northeast mm-hmm. than I do, say, in the Southeast. Right. You know, and I guess that's just cultural. I, I'm from the South. I, well, why they? they won't. Why, why they won't come out? I don't know. I say, yeah. <laughs> Not sure why, but well, for, s- for some reason, I always identify more with with the with the with the Yankees. Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I you know, Jonesboro, Arkansas
2: is probably a tough market uh, to break <laughs> into. Have you done that? No. Well, no. I've played in. Um, I played in Arkansas and uh I feel like maybe Mississippi once and then just some other comedy clubs like around Tennessee and it's it's not I mean, you know, there's certainly people there who are our
6: crowd. Yeah, they'll come out of the woodwork. But there's
2: yeah. not a lot of them, really.
6: Yeah. It's harder to get. Yeah, it's hard to get to a niche crowd anywhere and and yeah, in the South it is uh it's going to be a little more niche because it's just culture a little different and probably wouldn't wouldn't be as good for you. Yeah. But the people that are there would probably love that you came and love what you do you know you play for a smaller audience and they'd be more more into it i love the comedians say i played this room or i played that room it's so old school it is it's cool i mean (laughs) i don't know how i'm talking to to don rickles or something (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how else to that's awesome
2: yeah i I get i I talked there i I talked in front of these strangers yeah
6: I went up and said things at people's faces. I did comedy once, very recently. You did? What? Where? Well, it wasn't good. What? Um, my, I, I, I was playing in Milwaukee. I was outside uh, playing on a festival, and it started pissing down rain. It was probably dangerous for me to be out there, but the, the piano was absolutely soaked, and it wasn't my piano. And it was like buckets on the on the keyboard. I couldn't even keep my fingers on the keys, and, and it was just blowing you know, water everywhere. And so uh, I, I thought, okay, no one stopped me, but I'm going to take it on upon myself to just close the lid of the piano to save the pen block but then the audience i look out in the audience and there's all these kids out there and it's like eight ten thousand people and they're getting soaked and they deserve a good show but i, I only play piano so i thought okay well, i'm gonna have to be a monkey for a little while because i really feel guilty <laughs> that they've come out and i thought maybe the rain will pass wrong <laughs> it wasn't gonna pass anytime soon and so i picked up the mic and i went out front and i said i have a dream for my whole life to be a bad stand-up comic And I would like you guys to boo everything <laughs> And I'm just going to This is kind of from handy I'm just going to tell all the jokes I know Very sincerely I'm not telling you bad jokes I'm doing the best that I can But I want you to boo and, uh, and so they did for a little while And then they started laughing at them But they were terrible jokes And they were all really dirty And then I looked down And there's like It's different to sing dirty words And there's children in the Music
2: audience Music makes everything okay That's Makes right. everything
6: palatable when you're standing there by yourself and you, and you say something really foul, yeah. you really kind of got to you know, own it. Yeah. Like, and I looked down and there's these people and I could tell they were pissed they were like he's really stepped over the line here that foals stood out there and like like started talking shit and it's right. bad and their kids are there and uh, it, it actually felt really bad because then I felt like I was only trying <laughs> only trying to kind of be somewhat of an entertainer and give these people their money's worth but my piano was soaked and I didn't want the, the piano rental uh, place to have a bad piano so I was going to go up and start it started good but I realized that you guys really that's a tough gig it wasn't even funny when they were booing it just felt
2: Bad. <laughs> yeah, even even
6: when you ask for it, yeah, still even, like oh, it's not, something is there's a
2: mechanism that says that's not right.
6: It's not right. I think that's right. Yeah, you know, I pretend they were saying
7: Bruce. <laughs> Are they saying boo words? Mm-hmm. Boo words? Or they're ghosts <laughs>
2: they're haunting your theater? What was an example of a bad a bad dirty joke that you told?
6: Um, let's see. Uh, I told I told all the jokes I could remember. First of all, my first joke was because it's the first joke that I remember from being a kid. Because uh, Mr. Pibb had just come out and and no one you know quite knew what to make of it yet. And it's a big marketing thing. It tastes like Dr. Pepper and stuff. And the joke was and this: is I was like third grade. I didn't understand it. Why did Why does Mr. Pibb come in a can? Why. His wife died. <laughs> <laughs> See, no kid would really understand yeah, that yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's fine. That's a true joke grenade. That's, yeah, like that's great. Fifteen years later, <laughs> <laughs> finally finally got it. Uh, and then I told my little Superman joke, because Superman flying around the world. I'm, I'm, my timing's fucking horrible, sorry. But it, t- Superman flying around the earth. Speed of sound or light or whatever he does. And he looks down in a, in a, a, a field, much like the one that, that I could mm-hmm. relate to them, like much like the one today, like a field <laughs> you're standing in.
2: I know what he's talking about. Yeah,
6: this is about me. And Wonder Woman is naked, writhing in ecstasy in this field. So uh, Superman sees his chance, flies down at the speed of sound. Oh, I can do the comedian thing.
7: Bam, 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 bam,
6: bam. Nails her, flies back off into the Sorry, Mr. Engineer. <laughs> flies back off into the sky Wonder Woman says the fuck was that? Invisible Man said, I don't know, my ass sure hurts. So, I was just telling all the jokes I knew see, from being... kids love comic book characters. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
2: that just feels like and that would anal sex.
6: play... They love it.
2: Yes, they love it. But those kids were drunk to begin with, and that's really when you can make <laughs> and anal wasn't sex really happen. it was really rape, because he didn't know what happened. He didn't yeah, yeah. know. <laughs> and know. the Invisible Man, which was his fault for being invisible, no court would have convicted Superman of <laughs> anal rape. It's, it's, it's Your Honor, fault. Exhibit A, yeah. I can't see anything. The case closed. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Uh,
5: <laughs> there's not a chord on Krypton. It would <laughs> there's not, there's, there's not anything.
4: There's not anything on Krypton.
2: Oh, you know me not to be rash or impulsive, but if we don't evacuate this planet, um, do you? Uh, do you? I, I know we just of they spell cock with a K. <laughs>
3: anyway,
2: <laughs> did you end up doing songs at that show, or was it just like I'm just gonna get off stage now?
6: You know, my tour manager, who's, who's, who's a pretty funny guy, I was getting ready to walk off after it was done. He goes, I think you really better play another song. Oh, okay. Because was, he meant, I think you better make this feel a little better. Because it doesn't feel Because it didn't feel good. So I was like, OK. So I, I opened up the, the wet piano and, and and played another song to kind of bring people back together through the miracle of music. And but, when you go to be the you're like,
2: Superman is flying
6: around yeah, the earth. Uh, you just do the jokes, but songs. <laughs> yeah, and then do it like modern. He nailed his
7: ass, ass, ass. <laughs> he nailed that ass, ass. I'm telling
2: you, you should. Try that sometime You should take all those jokes Make them musical And just weave them Into a
6: show I think that would Fucking destroy That could be good Oh man I had an idea Like that the other day I was thinking I should take Did you ever hear And I really like it too Actually I, I, I empathize with the guy uh, The Ryan Adams tape Where he's He's going off On Oh, on oh the yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah yeah Someone like, asked him to play Does someone no. Or, no, you're thinking of the Summer 69. Where someone asked play Summer 69 and he flips out. I, yeah, I know the guy who paid people uh 50 bucks uh, every time that they would. He started it. He was uh, 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 it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, so uh no, it wasn't like that. It was he, he got he, he got upset because uh um he gotten a really really shitty review and it probably was really personal and mean and and just a very bullying review, and you could tell what it was. And so Ryan called the guy's house, and he left a really long message. And you guys have heard yeah. it. And, and uh, I didn't hear it actually. May, it? Can you can you reference? Like, are you allowed to play that? Like, can you play that in your in your, in your oh, podcast? Sure we can play do whatever it. we want. That's great. Well, because actually, he had a lot of points. The guy had uh, like like Ryan had a lot of things. I know he he could have been drunk. I don't know, but I thought well, it would be great to put that to music. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good song. There's and I would a, credit him for lyrics. There
4: was a there's a really good uh, uh, there was this band called Hickey, a punk band from a while back that um, stole uh, the trumpet from the band Voodoo Glow Skulls, which was like a ska punk band. Uh, but the, those guys are a bunch of like you know jockey assholes, and they they stole the trumpet. And like the guys from Hickey are very much a, like a very messed up, drug addict punk band from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they stole the they stole the trumpet. Everyone knows they stole it. So, like they played a show. Everyone knows. And then uh, so um, Voodoo Goggles guys start calling. They find like the number of like one of the guys from Hickey and just start leaving death threats. Oh shit! And it was like it's like we're with the U.S. thugs. We're going to kill you, Hickey. You gonna fuck with the VGS. Like all this, you know, uh, machismo bullshit. And then uh, what Hickey did was uh, put out split seven inch. Hickey and the Voodoo on skulls on, the, on <laughs> side A and side Hickey, uh, two of their best songs they ever recorded. Some of the catchiest things they've ever done. Side B was all of those uh, answering machine messages with a really shitty trumpet being played in the background. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's
2: see if this works. 11
1: a.m. December 19th. Hey Jim, this is Ryan Adams. Uh, I'm just calling to say hi. Well, somebody sent me your fucking stupid bullshit review of my show. I'm finally home, getting over the flu, and like, what is your problem? Like, you just ha- you have to, you have to come after me. Like, you um, you have to make some kind of weird point to like fuck with my whether I'm like legitimate or whatever. And like, you mentioned in the end that like the fans eat it up, but like you're, but 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 you're different. You're like the voice of reason.
2: Is there a Mardi Gras in the background?
3: <laughs> because
1: like. I make music that's like The Replacements Or like Courtney Love Or like some bullshit Like it can't just be fun You know you do this to me Like every time I come to town And like your Fucking ending Note to self Note to Ryan Adams Wish you were anywhere But here It's like you know Fuck you man Like fuck you You asshole
2: Oh I
7: feel bad No here. no, no and, But he's got a point like,
1: Nobody Nobody's interested Like nobody's interested in your In your bullshit Like you obviously Have like a problem With me not with the music, because you can't refute it, obviously, because it's too fucking good, and you know it is.
6: Well, I don't know but if I would say that. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, let it go,
4: But you write
1: about me every chance you can get.
6: But but I'm sure Ryan doesn't want to hear hear, hear that again. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, the, but the thing is, is there's something really cool and honest, whether... I mean, if I had left that message, I probably would hate to hear it come back over and over again, yeah. but there's something really cool about it's it's so uncool to call the critic up and can, kind of confront him that I think that there's really kind of something to it.
2: It is, but but what I was saying was, I don't know if I would say that, is to say, like, just because you know the music's good. like that's well, like, well,
4: Ryan Adams did make the album Pneumonia
6: with the song Jacksonville Skyline. I think he could do whatever he wants.
4: Okay, he's all right. A, so that's no, that's fucking... fine. He's,
6: yeah, brilliant. But, no, I know what you're saying because that's, that's a—, that's a that's But a, he's, he's emotional. Listen, I, I'm of the mindset
2: that you should never make phone calls, send emails— or talk tweet to back. anyone. Or tweet <laughs> when you're
6: emotional, right. I know I tweet back at people yeah, yeah, sometimes. Right.
2: I do the same thing. Do I you? Do it, yeah. There are people. You should.
6: No, you're exactly right. And in fact, we you had can this. Never
2: p-
4: take it back.
6: No, and, and that's right. And emails, man. Kids out there, don't press send. Like, just <laughs> don't. There needs to be a campaign called "Don't Save press to Draft." Send. Write it out. Save to Draft. Yeah. Delete it.
4: Write it out. Get it all out of your system. But don't it.
6: address it because no, it because could go out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's so. I mean, I've done that before. Where you go, you know, I write all the stuff that that Ryan just said into an email. Don't address it, and then go ahead and delete it. Yep. Uh, I think he's probably better off to use pen and paper. Still, yeah, it's like, exactly. it seems like it's, <laughs> the, the, the internet is a rough is a rough place. Are but people I,
2: still shitty to you? Sometimes I feel like everyone's.
6: Uh, I might. think that. Um, not at the moment, Good. but, but they, they, I could have interpreted it like that two or three years ago and maybe in a couple of years I could do so again. I think you can, you can get into the kind of naval observation as a, as a, uh, as a popular artist that you can kind of look for it and then you can get bummed out about it and kind of, uh, it's kind of like pushing on sore teeth or something. It's like, mm-hmm. that hurts. I'm going to do it again. That hurts. Yeah. You don't know why you do it. Uh, but I think, you know, for the most part, it's pretty positive, um, but, um, you know, you bring it on yourself if you, I, 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 I you know, I, a few years ago I got, you know, uh, I was in the middle of a divorce and a lot of people were writing a lot of stuff that I wasn't comfortable with. I was like, I've got kids and these things are, these things that people are saying. It's like, you know, the, my kids will be able to Google this at some point. It's not nice. And I tried to take it on like kind of like not really what ryan just did but more by saying you know if you wouldn't mind but you can't do that like because if you engage then they just go further and then you bring about your own negativity i think the thing is to concentrate on your art and 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 be nice to people (laughs) you know and not do what 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 uh what ryan has done but i kind of respect it because uh you know just because he did it who else has done that it's cool yeah i wonder did the guy respond
2: besides putting the message on the internet no, his response.
6: No. yeah. <laughs> it it, it's a powerful response too. I guess. <laughs> it's a pretty powerful. Yeah. One. yeah. It's, it's like Tai Chi, <laughs> <laughs> but the emotional thing is interesting because like, um, you know, we, we were doing this show, the sing off and there, uh, when, when does this air- podcast, this will grow up within a couple of weeks, within a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. Then I think I could probably say it uh, ahead of time. We film these things, you know, and like, I don't like to, to, to bust a, a group has an emotional performance on, on the show. Uh, that is something that's kind of in real time. It's like a thing happened in the family, and they decided to sing about it right on the spot. And I was completely flustered because emotionally I was connected to the story and the fact that um, that uh, the bravery that they just came out and were emotional about. What I realized is you don't make music in an emotional state either. You don't make the music while you're emotional. You use the content like Bruce Lee, like emotional content. Interesting. Because you, 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 otherwise it will drive you. And, and, and at what point do you just not fall on the floor? Aah! I mean, you know, like that's expression, but it's, it's expression that's driving you. So you're not engaging, uh, oh, you know, you're not uh, navigating it. Uh, but then I, re- I realized I was like, yeah, you know, most of the, most of the things that I've written, I think, are really on the, on the money Are are songs where I went through it, almost processed it and wrote in that sweet spot where I could understand the weight of it, but I wasn't charged, you mm-hmm. know, it wasn't emotional anymore. So yeah, I think when people get emotional, they should definitely take two steps back and pause, all that stuff. Cause anything you say during that States did not make any sense. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah. And, and also that's when you're going to start going down really weird path. Like once you, once you descend into that lizard brain, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. fucking over yeah. and you just start saying shit uh, like a child yeah. and then you, Punch a stranger in the eye with your tiny French fist. I
4: know <laughs> that kid was going through some shit.
6: <laughs> tiny French, fist. he was tiny. Tiny Ryan Adams. That was his. That was the child's defense mechanisms. <laughs> <laughs> K- and
4: man. you were it's making it's Col-
6: fist of fury. Do people? I
2: mean, like when, when young songwriters, you know, which I'm sure, am sure you get this a million times. I mean, as a comedian, you get all the time. How do I start? Like, what what do you say to people with, with songwriting? Do you, is it
6: the simple like just fucking do it? Don't at don't mm. talk about it. Just do it people are often not really asking uh, about the art form. They're asking about how I make it, you know, and they, like, how do I get started? And you get down to it and they kind of want to know how to succeed. Right. Um, and cause there's no way you can say in 10 minutes, well, yeah, you know, you should start studying Prokofiev immediately. Uh, and, and then, but then there's no answer to their, 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 question. I always just say, it's like music. It's like uh, VH1, you know, music first, mm-hmm. just concentrate on your music, forget all that other shit. Literally. Damn it, I said it again.
5: <laughs> Ironically, the opposite of VH1. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Music has
2: definitely become. But basketball last. wise, yeah, yeah. that's the thing. Music well, last. Yeah, yeah, music
5: last. Wow, we can, so we
4: can make those old MTV jokes from the 90s for about VH1 now.
2: You know, yeah. people always fucking complained, especially when I was working at MTV. They'd be like, you guys don't play music videos anymore. It's like, yeah. no one
6: watches them.
2: If people that's a watched problem. music videos,
6: well I suppose because it became real estate that was purchased right like anything it's like when the record companies come in and 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 and, and leverage what you're gonna watch when it began it was just all free form and then you know people did watch it and then it became you know I I used to love video directors come up to you and say I got an idea and your song so inspired this idea it's like you're gonna be in a pinball machine (laughs) and like balls gonna be rolling all around you you're dodging them with your guitar I'm sorry oh you play piano with your piano it's gonna be cool dodging with your piano Yeah. and 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 then and then you said oh, i don't know i don't really think that feels like that song no but it totally came from the song and that's what i'm saying and then 3 weeks later some other band like i don't know semisonic or someone they're dodging <laughs> pinballs same director <laughs> That's what nice. was wrong with MTV is that is that it was it was run back asswards after a while. You know? Yeah, it wasn't MTV's fault. It was just the music business around it didn't didn't give it anything to work with. Well,
2: yeah, and also you know just a very specific agenda of like we have to keep these artists in a rotation to sell yeah. albums and re- I mean what do you even think of the music business now? Is it is it. Is it completely over, or actually not over? I mean, there are people who are who are selling albums, but it's a very small.
6: Yeah, because there's the the music. It's like um, so. It's, it's like that Monty Python where there's the people's front of Judea and then there's the people's Judea. The front people's front. front. Yeah. And, uh, it, it is splintered off into so many little sections. There's the old music business proper, which kind of you know sells swatches or something, they sell something different. And then there's this music business. That doesn't know how to collect the money, you know, and it's a good music business. Like that's where you hear all the great new stuff and like the things that we've talked about, like these artists and you, you go, wow, that's really cool. They're broke. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they, they don't know how to do it exactly. And, and, uh, and so I think it's a real, I think now is a real golden time for music. Um, but I don't think it's a golden time for the music industry. Right. You yeah. Know? There's,
4: there's a lot of good music out there. right There's now. a like, lot of yeah. great music. Well, out. You can find, you can find these bands now all over the country that like, like two of my favorite bands in the past couple of years, both, they all still have jobs. They don't go on tour. Yeah. They don't go anywhere because they still, they have
6: to work and they knew coming into it. Yeah. That's the thing. And they they grew they up they in this era. Yeah. And, and, and so you're getting a really generous, honest thing from them. Then they're, they're, they're not like when this breaks, God, Damn, I'm gonna be rolling in dough. Yeah. They're not thinking that, and yeah. and there's something really nice about that. I think that's and they have access to get to you somehow. You found yeah. it, like somehow it came through the system, and 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 that's why I think it's a golden age. It's not necessarily a golden age for musicians, and you know, fewer and fewer musicians are are going to get rich, and 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 that we just have to suck that up. Big deal.
2: Do you do you ever kind of wish like ah oh, fuck if
6: I had in the '70s yeah.
2: when they were just blowing money on like private jets and like it, no one even thought about it yeah like that is it that joe AIDS Walsh wasn't song? a thing we worried about no no <laughs> <laughs> like what a time 70s
6: what a time that's 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 it that's a cool time i mean in the, in the 90s when my band broke the money was totally flowing I mean, it was, you know, that that shit just, we just spent money. It was crazy. Like, we'd do a show, and we weren't a huge act, you know, but we had a really big record deal, and we were in a big bidding war and all that kind of stuff, and people were flying me around on jets, and and it was, you know, it felt like like all this money was going out, and it would always come in. And we would play like a show. I remember playing, uh, I can't remember what, uh, maybe it was Beacon Theater or or something like that in New York, and we just decided a couple nights before, let's just spend everything on pyro tonight,
3: <laughs>
6: and and we'll and we'll tell the, the guys to let it rip in ballads where we don't expect it. <laughs> Squibs, concussions, all, all just all the stuff like just let it rip. Like it was like yeah, a rain of fire. Like uh, what was that called? Um, you know, what was the the, the Rumsfeld? Uh, Everyone used to make fun shock of and All. and All. Let's make this shock and All, and uh, and it was scared the shit out of me. It blew me off the piano stool several times. And then the kids in the front row, all this light looks like the Fourth of July. And <laughs> right in the middle of a sad song, and that cost that that shit cost twenty five thousand dollars or something. <laughs> wow, just for a joke. And and <laughs> that, that's
2: what you're supposed. That, that is, right that, is Andy yeah. Yeah, yeah. that is second chorus of smoke. That's Andy Kaufman esque. Yeah, that's Andy Kaufman. you have to you know. You have to cookies and
6: milk.
3: Yes, in the
6: in the buses, it is like that. It's a surprise again. Like like yeah, it's a surprise. It's like something that you wouldn't guess. Maybe it gave some kids heart failure at eighteen years old, but since they were drunk, they
2: didn't. They didn't even (laughs) know
6: And so, do you feel like
2: do you do you still feel like it requires energy to keep that stuff going, to keep the shows fresh, to keep like, or do you feel like it's vital for you to to stay involved, to keep fucking around with formats like that?
6: I, I don't I don't know I mean it's I'm, I feel like I'm in a really nice little place where I, I, I go in not knowing exactly what to expect and and, and, and I can kind of uh, be present with a different audience every night and take it somewhere there's form uh, like there would be in comedy like mm-hmm. uh, you know I, uh, seeing uh, Bob Saget a few months ago and I thought man there's no form to this like he's just going this guy is incredible but then when I talked to him about it afterwards he's like no there's form to that there's places that I know that there's not going to be form for seven minutes but then I know when to jump out of it mm-hmm. so there is form I, I do that you know that's kind of the way that, that I, I do I know, I know I'm know i going into a, a, a time period where I'm going to make up a song and so I make up a song on stage every night uh, but I know it's going to be called Rock This Bitch because that's the that's the uh, um, that's my format
3: mm-hmm.
6: so I've got my title it's all be completely different every time, and it'll have a lot to do with what the audience is thinking and what we're all together in the same place. So I don't feel like I have to do stunts like spend thirty thousand dollars on pyro, um, <laughs> but I do. I mean, uh, improv everywhere. Uh, uh, you know, came out and did did a couple funny things with us in New York, and and uh, that that was good fun. But that's the last time I think I've done anything like kind of sort of comedy driven. Do you stuff. know Reggie Watts? Oh, he's great, man. Yeah, I tried to get him before he got. He's gotten. He's gotten expensive now. Yeah, he famous. got real expensive. <laughs> he, yeah, he got expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he would do something with you. Well, I asked I mean, him. We had this whole, whole, whole line of emails from a few years ago where I was like, "Man, we got to get you open some shows." And so we we're talking dates and stuff. And then all of a sudden, it's like, "I'm open up for Obama now." So like, okay, great. <laughs> uh, you take it away. That's too bad. No, I think it's really fantastic that someone as talented as, as him is as, is as, and getting recognized yeah, yeah.
2: well it's, it's just part of our digital culture Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been difficult. Although, he's one of those guys that you would have seen like on T- Tonight Show, like in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like doing. And now, doing some from some his
4: stuff. album, Fuck Shit
2: Stack. Fuck Shit Stack. Ready. <laughs> 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 um, so, I want to have you do... Oh, but before you... Do you mind doing a song? Or do, I don't mind. Can I take a piss? Yeah,
6: yeah, sure. Okay. Well, what Do you leave the mics open for that and you guys talk for a while? or Could do you, you take it like into
2: the bathroom with you? With
4: you?
6: Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah, sure. Let's go. Yeah. Like yeah. that,
4: like in the Naked Gun. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just like in the Naked
6: Gun. <laughs> and now the engineer's going, Jesus. Oh. I'm gonna to have to run a wire. All yeah, yeah. The way go, after that. go. Take a pee. I'll, I'll go do that, and you guys can talk. we will talk yourself. about you. I'm sure. And I'll, I'll come see if I can play it. The shimmering symbols. Here at the Nerdist. Shimmering. Here at the awesome. Nerdist Studios. What?
2: Is the Ben Folds is, is here uh,
4: Why does the uh, the music always spike up? I spike up because they is it um, the, like the, the bandwidth or.
5: Well, it I bet they have some ducking turned on, like some automated ducking, and then as soon as someone stops talking, it just then it
4: jacks right it back, back up. It's yeah. irritating. I hate, I, that's why I hate. That's why I don't like listening. to morning becomes eclectic.
2: I always yeah. noticed
4: that. I, I always noticed that too. I just imagine Nick Harco going and so, and then just every time.
2: Uh,
3: it has been a while because
2: it's Jason Bentley now. Jason Bentley, sorry. Then from you the noticed studios. Ben, uh, what uh, what, uh, what, uh, what song are you going to uh, play for us today on the...
5: You're just breathing on the microphone now. What? I'm sorry. You're not <laughs> saying words. i
6: was just playing around with what
2: you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Superman was flying around the world.
7: Superman was flying around the world. Looking for something... Not really sure what till he saw Wonder Woman writhing in ecstasy Then he came down from the sky He's a fucking machine Wonder Woman asked what was that The invisible man said I don't know, but my asshole hurts. <laughs> <laughs> That's
6: a good song. <laughs> a, a classic. How the fuck you write a song?
7: A classic.
6: <laughs> um, so I don't know. What? 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 Do you want me to play? Cause um, well, I don't wanna. I don't wanna order you around. I, I think it.
2: you should play whatever you. Uh,
6: I don't feel like doing. I, I can't think of anything that I would just sit down and play right now. So I'm not gonna. it did did occur to me we were talking about the Ben Falls 5 record and we said well I don't have any songs which is true but then I was trying to think of what kind of ideas do I have seeds of that I'll be bringing them. and So I could show you that and then you would have these. Please do. Oh, that'd be cool. You'd have the exclusive something that they'll probably turn down. Ooh,
4: sneak peek.
6: Sneak peek. This has been floating around in my head and it's got a lot of syllables in it but it's got no words. Okay. I always start with no words and then I work the words onto it. So I really like these chords because I was watching a a Philip Glass documentary that I thought was amazing. Then I realized um, that it's... Kind of. This sounds all over movies, but doesn't matter. I like the the way the chords move. Uh, these minor chords. It's like that. So then the melody I hear in my head is.
7: Ba, 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 ba,
4: ba, 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 that's it. That yes. awesome. that does sound like an old Ben Falls Five song too. It does. That's cool. Yeah, like, mixed in with a little bit of uh, it,
2: there's a there's there has like a cool Disney haunted house vibe to it, right. which yeah. I love.
6: Yeah, it's got a, it's got a cinematic thing, and I think that's because uh, Philip Glass kind of invented that sound, and then and then I think probably uh, uh, the the co-inventor would probably be Danny Elfman.
2: Yeah,
6: and he's he's really done a lot of that. So that, but I don't know how many people apply that to rock, but um, that's something I was thinking about. Um, I, oh, go ahead. No, no go, go ahead. No, 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 no you, you. No, you. <laughs> no, you.
2: You. 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 Oh, wait, no, I know you. you are. What am I? I'm oh, sorry.
6: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, here's another little chord progression I like. Uh, ah, shit. I've been living in a hotel side so of Cambridge. These are the kind of things that Gorgeous. stick in my head.
7: You will know, um, come on the Nerdist. Yeah, he's a
6: badass motherfucker.
2: New theme song. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, can I request something? Sure, yeah. is, that, is that okay? Yeah. Um, I love philosophy so much.
6: Okay, I will try that. If,
2: if you don't want to, you don't have to. There's no, no pressure.
6: I don't, mind. I don't mind doing it. Sex. I say that, that this is... Uh, I, I'll, I'll make the sacrifice because because uh, I, I, I want to make everyone happy. But you don't, or you could depress. Yes. We, we could all get just. We could
4: all start to cry and listen to Fred Jones.
6: <laughs> no, no. I, uh, my, my, I played uh, um, Bardo, uh, and I just did it sort of quasi an sort of like just like in a few days before. Yeah. And I forgot to bring my little um, um, finger wraps. Oh. And I beat the shit out of my hands, and so I, I may not play as hard because uh, it'll it'll hurt. But I'll.
2: Why don't want you to hurt yourself if you? Uh,
6: it's okay. <laughs> I'll play in minor. hear those in.
2: You have to start ending
6: all of your songs with, with uh. <laughs> like, <a good laughs> like, like Wesley Willis used to end by yelling "Blockbuster!" What a difference! Yeah, oh yeah. My God. <laughs> Wesley Willis.
5: Wheaties breakfast of champions. <laughs> <laughs> How's
2: your hand? Is it okay? It's all
6: right.
5: Yeah, doing okay. that was fucking phenomenal. That was really and awful.
2: watching your fingers from here it is. Insane. Is, is, it, is it Spider-Man time for you, like, in that sense where, like, your hands are just moving in slow motion, but to everyone else it looks really fast?
6: Well, I will say, when, when I see a video back every once in a while, it doesn't look like what I think I'm doing. It looks a lot faster and more impressive than, than what it seems like is, is not, yeah, it's, it's not, yeah. I, I don't know why that is. It's because I'm not really that fast. But it looks like it is. It seems. It seems that way. Because I know a lot of drummers. I when I, I studied per, percussion, and the drummers' hands are just so fast. And, and I'm I'm definitely not in the um, upper, you know, 90th percentile of fast or anything like that.
2: Well, it's it's fucking insane to watch from right here. Um, do, you, do, you, do you? Is there? Is there, Can we request one more song absolutely. and then we'll let you go and yep. then we won't force you to perform for us. Yeah. Um. What, Jonah, you should really pick the. I
4: don't know. I there's it's too many to pick. Um. Fred Jones, part one, but that might just bring everybody down.
6: Oh, the, the cigarette?
4: Um, or the, that's two, the, oh, sorry, Fred Jones, part
6: two. The one, one, one from Rock in the Suburbs. Right, right. You know what I'd like to do, though? I'd an engineer nerd. What? Um, I'm Mr. Engineer, can I take that SM57 and put it here and forget the Audix? Would you mind? That's okay. Are you ready? It's going to pop out. Take it out. One, two. There we go. Can I pull this one out? Yeah, I would make records
2: on a fifty-seven. Thank you so much for doing this. I know you.
5: Yeah. Had a long trip. Then anyway. if you get bored and want to play Landed, that's cool. <laughs> that's you. Whatever. Okay, you get we're
4: back. Bored. I mean, yeah. we're
6: just sitting around. This. Hey. Or
4: Zach and Sarah, or anyways, anyway.
6: I'm here all week. <laughs> Remember the more you drink, the
4: I sound. <laughs> Listen to you play, just it's gonna be thirsty. My hand's starting to shake.
3: <laughs> God
5: damn it. I want to be sixteen again and not think beer is good.
6: <laughs> Jesus Christ, okay. There we go. Hello. No. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm no pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I play piano all night long. My oh, he pop. You know, I think the pop, the peas are I think they're maybe there. May be there. I think we might have a problem. (laughs) No, I don't think it's fun.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what was it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
6: okay. Um, The song came from Fred Jones, the reason it's called Fred Jones Part 2, Fred Jones Part 1 in my head was uh, a song called Cigarette from Whatever Never Amen. And that was taken from a um, word-for-word, a run-on sentence from the newspaper. Uh, And it was about a guy, a couple got married and then the woman had some kind of uh, uh, brain damage. It changed her personality within like a year. She started smoking cigarettes, but she'd never smoked before. Everything was different. So he he was, he was conflicted because he'd married this person made vows, but it wasn't the person he'd married. And so he, she had burnt the house down with a cigarette. And and, and the, the, the sentence was, if I can remember, because it's much more impressive than it, when it's sung. There's no punctuation in this fucking sentence. It said, Fred Jones was... Fred Jones was worn out from caring for his often screaming and crying wife during the night, but he couldn't sleep at night for fear that she, in a stupor from the drugs that wouldn't ease the pain, would set the house ablaze with a cigarette. Wow. And that was in the paper, and I thought, well, that's an intense sentence. It says a lot. So I just put this music to the wind. Uh basically remembered the chords. But wow. wow.
4: Yeah.
6: And then so I was thinking of uh, uh, back in 1999 I was thinking about how the um, newspaper business was going to be out you know and and one uh, uh, case of an old style uh, newspaper editor who uh, had been you know kind of corporately laid off with the takeover and, and just the whole idea that the guy had worked there for so long and and uh, and then he was gone so it's just a real kind of working class uh, uh, sort of song
7: Fred sits alone at his desk in the dark there's an awkward young shadow who waits in the hall he's cleared all his things and he's With them in boxes, things that remind him that life has been good. 25 years he's worked at the paper, a man's here to take him downstairs. And I'm sorry, Mr. Jones. songs cause today is just a day like the day that he started and no one is left here knows his first name yeah and life barrels on like a runaway train where the passengers change they don't change anything you get off someone It's time. The street light shines through the shades, casting lines on the floor, and lines on his face, he reflects on the day. his paints out and goes to the basement projecting some slides onto a plain white canvas and traces it fills in the space as he turns off the slides and it doesn't look right yeah and all of these bastards have taken his place he's forgotten Jones, then I'm sorry, Mister Jones. Then I'm sorry, Mister Jones. It's time.
4: Thank you so much for that.
7: Because his wife died. <laughs> <laughs> ben Folds
4: Thanks,
2: man. You have been more than generous with your time. And uh, Oh your microphone's back over. Oh, you can Did you say did you sing more than a feeling? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Alright. Well,
6: maybe I should just not worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> there we are. I'm back. You're going to go into the crowd now? I'm going to work the room a little bit. Hi,
2: I'm from from Racine, Wisconsin, and... uh Ben, was, I don't know any insults, so I don't know. Yeah. You're dumb. <laughs> your shirt. Your stupid shirt. You're uh, ugly and you're stupid and you stink. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, anyway, you've been more than generous with your time, and I don't want to. I just we want to let you go, but thank you so much. Yeah, just um, five
4: more songs, and then we'll we can just get out of here. <laughs> you played a
2: show last night. Took a helicopter tour of Los Angeles.
6: Yeah. Oh, yeah. neat!
4: Which yeah. was amazing. I've always wanted to
6: do that. I always looks like you should. A, you should go. I'll plug in right now because I thought that woman was amazing. It's JJ Helicopters really? And just- and, and uh, the, uh, Hitome, uh runs the joint. And she's just she's she come in. She takes your credit card in her flight suit. She does the booking and everything. And then she just goes out and gets in the helicopter and cranks it up and you fly off. That's it. That's awesome. So cool. Do you yeah. go to the
4: like down to the coast. Or, like where's the? We
6: flew. We flew everywhere. Uh, uh, me, me and my kids. We we flew. Uh, I uh, started out uh, kind of over Adonda Beach and then flew through downtown and Silver Lake and wow. came back down Sunset Boulevard. And we were like 400 feet over the ground some of the time. That's great. And, you know, people could wave and stuff. It was really cool. That's
4: awesome. Let's really put the city in perspective and kind of lay it out nicely. It,
6: yeah. As you are point out, it, 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 uh, it shows you how bad traffic is because you get, so, so, you get there fast. so fast. Yeah. You, know? you yeah. need, need to have a helicopter.
4: Where's
2: our fucking <laughs> flying cars? It's 2011 for crap's sake. I know. Yeah. Let's we're just buy a, we'll together, right. we'll buy a helicopter. We'll pull together. All right. We should be able to do that. Yeah. Uh, ben, thank you so much for being here. No this worries. It's an absolute Thanks, pleasure. Yeah, Appreciate it. glad
6: we finally did it.
2: Uh, enjoy your burrito, everyone. That's something we say at the end of the show.
6: Oh, enjoy your burrito. Yay!
5: <laughs> that was
2: incredible.
3: Now leaving nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. This
2: episode of the Nerdist Podcast is brought to you by GoToMeeting. Today's mobile world makes easy-to-use collaboration software more than nice to have. It's a necessity. For your free 30-day trial, visit GoToMeeting.com and enter the promo code NERDIST.
0: Murder on My Mind, a new podcast available exclusively on Wondery Plus, explores the circumstances leading up to the murder of two young men and the mistrials of the man accused of killing them.